Yeah. Hey, welcome to the new meta episode at 94. 94. Uh, today we're joined by special guest Rex. Thanks for joining us, Rex. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's right. Oh, it's, it's been an interesting week. So before we jump into the ARPG stuff, let's just, we were talking a little bit. Rex mm -hmm. was telling a story. I said Rex gave us Corona joking around. True. What were you saying? I didn't want to cut you off, but what was your story? You said somebody you know? Um, yeah, a, fr a friend of a friend actually told me in uh, the middle of my stream today, 24 years old, passed away from Corona today. So that's craziness, man. That was, that was pretty heartbreaking, man. A 24 streamer. years old. Yeah. That's the yeah. thing is I think that younger people think they're immune to it. And I'm like, you guys yeah. aren't immune to this shit. It kills young people too. So yeah, why roll the dice? Like people. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's not even, I haven't left the house. I went to the grocery store two and a half weeks ago. I'm getting low again. I got to make another run. Mm -hmm. Other than that, man, I haven't left the house. Like I, I go outside and go for walks, but if I see anybody, dude, it's like complete opposite. I'm trying to avoid them <laughs> yeah. as much as possible, you know? So what about you guys? Have you gotten, you guys get outside? Have you, you know, still doing anything else? Just a recluse in my house. I'm just hiding, trying to avoid it, trying not to spread it, man. Same thing. Yeah. I actually had to leave for the first time today because I had a follow-up for my million-dollar nose job that I got. And, <laughs> um, yeah, so I had to leave for the first time in, like, three and a half weeks today. Did they give you a refund for that or what? <laughs> for this? <laughs> Look how good it looks. <laughs> 250K for this thing. So you had to go to the so, – so it was a plastic surgeon's office, though. So It wasn't – okay, you know what? It was so a he, septum, whatever He shouldn't fix. be seeing sick people. He shouldn't see corona patients, right? True. Anyways, you know, I hope so. Episode 94, we have Rex on. Uh, you know, real quick, we do a, a poll every week and we'll just pull that one up to start it off. Um, so last week we asked, Do you think Diablo 4 should have any kind of streamer interaction like Borderlands 3? Rex, are you familiar with how Borderlands 3 works with the streamers? Uh, I'm actually not. Okay. I've seen, I have some friends that stream it. I, sh I guess I should be familiar, but sure. how does it work? So it's actually pretty cool. Um, in Borderlands 3, like as you're playing the game, anytime you get something that's like crazy rare or pretty cool or just periodically, like the chat will get a pop-up that's like, hey, do you want to roll on this item? Mm -hmm. And they, someone in chat will get like a copy of like this item that you get. An exact wow. duplicate, yeah. And it gets like pretty sent cool. to their mailbox. And then on top of that, like during boss fights and stuff, chat can be like, okay, heal the boss or uh give more loot or whatever like they all get to vote collectively on like to make to change the gameplay experience for you that's an incredible idea right yeah it's pretty dope <laughs> i i've seen i've i've been uh, so i have borderlands fluff has borderlands we both played it i wasn't as super impressed with it but i have actually gotten loot from a streamer before from it and it was it was kind of cool you know yeah. to have that happen so totally uh so yeah that was the question uh, what do you think, one P child? I'm gonna say yeah. There's no reason not yeah, to have I'm it. I'm gonna vote yes yeah. as well. Of course. Oh, what the? Okay, chat. Thirty-eight percent of the vote says don't care. Thirty-four <laughs> percent says nah, and twenty-eight percent says yes. You guys, what? That blows my mind. Man. Blizzard's voting. Like, Come on. Why would you not want? For, you know, we've had some weird polls the last time. We really have. <laughs> I think somebody figured out a way to bot straw poll or something. You know? must have. Yeah. Who doesn't want free loot or who doesn't want interactivity yeah. with the game? You know, especially on Twitch. Right. So, Whatever. Weird. You guys are toxic. Okay. We get it. I know. 
And then the poll for next week is Which doctor get nerfed? We'll spam that in chat super quick so you guys can vote. It's, it's balanced, totally. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. yep. But no, don't All right, influence so the poll. Gosh. I'm, I'm trying. Well, we'll see. Uh, Rax, let's, we're going to introduce the viewers to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is the first time we've had you on. And in case people aren't familiar with you, so uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, how did you get into Diablo? Like, uh, how did, what got you streaming? Like, what, you know, how did you get started? Sure. So uh, Diablo is pretty simple story. I went over to my friend Corey's house and he had just bought a brand new game, Diablo 2. I played it for about five minutes and I was like, well, there goes my soul. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, 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 I just, the, I, I played a lot of RPGs before like Zelda and Final Fantasy, but the whole idea of just powering up, leveling up, dungeon crawling, searching for rare items, pushing leaderboards. I was like, well, I'm, I'm never going to be able to do anything for the rest of my life now. Um, I, I, it, the game just blew me away how amazing it was. It's still, I mean, at least to me, is one of the best, if still not the best, maybe ARPG ever. And so how did I get involved into Diablo 3, just the sequel to Diablo 2? Any, anything in the Diablo franchise is going to captivate me all the time. Um, what got me into streaming uh, I, something I always wanted to do when uh, I graduated high school, I was competed in the, at the Halo tournaments and back then Twitch didn't exist. And I was like, well, I would love to do something in the video game industry, but the feasibility was not really there back then. So I said, well, I guess I'll be an adult and uh, got a job, um, got my degree. And then I just continued to kind of level up within that. And then I saw Twitch come out. And then of course, I've seen a bunch of amazing streamers um, build their brands. So I was like, ah, you know what, I'm already on this path. But um, after a while, after kind of climbing the corporate ladder for about 10 years, too many uh, trips to the drinking fountain where all the people that were older than me are like, oh, Ryan, you're so young. And man, if I could go back and do it all again, I would have done this or I would have done that. But you want to know what? It's okay. I'm going to retire in 10 years and you know get my 401k and it'll be fine. But man, I just wish I would have done something different. And just you know, sit hearing that all the time and just be like, wait a minute, that's going to be me in 20 years. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, you know what? I'll take the gamble and uh, I'll, I'll stream every day and uh, let's see if it works. And let's oh, so you stream full time. Yeah, I've, uh, I made a made a dumb commitment on the first day that I streamed. I promised I would stream every single day for ten years. So I'm in I'm in like month thirteen of that now. We'll Holy see if I make it or shit. not. So you're doing seven days a week still. Yeah. yeah, seven days ten for ten years. We'll see if I can make it. But uh, it was it was more of a a science experiment just to see if we could make it work. Sure. Yeah, I, I did something really stupid like that too. I did seven days a week for 14 months. And then at 14 months, I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> uh, I, I need a day off. So I stream six days a week still, but that seventh day, like just having that one day is just ridiculously big. So we'll see, man. I'm, I'm interested to see how long you can keep that streak alive. You know, well, six days a week is still, is, is still outrageous, man. And you guys yeah. are way bigger streamers than me. I've been watching you guys for a long time. A lot of respect. I'm just, 
I'm the, I'm just a new kid on the block. So <laughs> not me. Seven <laughs> days a week. God damn. Craziness, man. No vacations. So, you don't like travel or anything. That's crazy. Vacation was the scariest one for me. That's what kind of started it for me. Was that was what started my ended my streak? Because mm-hmm. I was like, my my wife was like, we're going on vacation, <laughs> you know. And I'm like, you can't like, what are you gonna do? It had been 14 months, you know. And I'm like, okay, we'll go on vacation. And so that week I took off. I was like, oh shit, what? I'm gonna come back and nobody's gonna be there. And like, it's it freaks you out. But it was cool. Like, you know, it was nothing. Didn't miss a beat. So. Oh yeah, um, I don't know what I'm gonna do um, either. Never go on vacation, never get a wife. I'm only okay in small doses anyway, so no worries there. But, um, yeah, Yo, I don't know. So when Blizzard invites you to BlizzCon, can I get that pass since you can't yeah. leave technically? Yeah, and I'll I'm never pass get it right over to you, buddy. You're going to get I, a pass before me. You Sweet. just sneak in anyways, right? So Yeah, it's true. It's true. You're just sneak in anyways. Yeah. Listen, for the record, I want to re-emphasize this before next BlizzCon tickets go out. I had nothing to do with that. Right. Mm, mm. Yeah. Smart. I was with Leviathan. That's actually true. He had back. nothing to do with it. That's I not even a lie. And I saw Fluff. I'm like, hey, what? So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but yeah, so you have you been playing Diablo 3 since vanilla? I had played Diablo 3 since all you could do on the beta was killed John Dar over and over and over. I played its entire, I was there on the first day when it was crashing. I was there on the first day where you could get a dagger with 100% attack speed. I was there on the first day where if you weren't a nether tentacle demon hunter, all you did was go in act four and break pots and Belial was the hardest boss of all time. And if an act three bird came down, you were all dead. I was there for it all, Fuck man. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So you were there in the, the days you'd farm like yeah. barrels and shit? Yeah, the, the pot farming in Act 4, if you could yeah. have a, a demon hunter strong enough to kill Belial for you. Yeah, and if you couldn't kill Belial to get to Act 4, then you'd farm the pots in Skelly King. <laughs> exactly. In there. Those I, so, dark yeah, days. Yeah, they were bad. I remember when the game launched. I don't remember the errors. I played day one, uh, so I'm sure I got them. I, I vaguely remember being pissed off a little bit, but... I remember the first weekend I had a trip, business trip in Vegas, and I'm in the hotel room in Vegas on a laptop breaking pots in Skeleton King. And everybody's like, yo, you're going to come out drinking with us tonight or whatever. And I'm like, no, nah, man, I'm not feeling good. And that's because I was just in one to go farm pots <laughs> to buy Solid. a weapon to kill Belial's ass. It was stupid. So. Solid. Yeah. So what is it? So you're, the, I think, probably of everyone we've ever had on the podcast, you've played more group meta than I think anyone that we've had on. Mm-hmm. So what what is it about Diablo 3's group play that really like entices you so much? Um well, it probably it probably the simplest answer to that is the efficiency. I mean, you can just get such high paragon, you can get so many godly items, you can trade items with people, you get more blood shards, you get higher gem levels, you get higher augments. Um in general, I like to work as a team that's kind of Maybe it, maybe because the first real competitive game I played was Halo, and you got a four man team, and you get, you got to figure out how to work together and win. Um, was a lot more fun for me than solo or free for all, so that probably had a huge part in it. But a lot of the times, probably one of the most common questions I get is, how do you get to such a high Paragon level, or how do you get such good gear? Do you run bounties all day? Do you do this and that? It's like, well. If you pick one of the XP metas or one of the um, 
whatever is going to get get you the most bang for your buck in a particular season, it all just happens naturally. You just get everything automatically. Mm-hmm. And another thing about Diablo 3 is if you ever make a choice to do something that is not a greater rift, that's a big opportunity cost because you're giving up <laughs> really the only way to get XP. Yeah. And you're giving up the only way to get gem ups and augments. So you're it's automatically a huge thing you're giving up if you choose to even do bounties for even one single day. Um so and one thing for me, everyone has a different definition of what is fun in a game. Mm-hmm. For me, what's fun is I mean, this is a pretty ambiguous word, but succeeding. And that usually in this game with how overpowered Paragon levels are coincides with just doing the meta. So that's pretty much what draws me to it. What what continues to drive us to say, like, you know, your season four of doing the same rat run that you've been doing for the past, like, you know, nine months. What what keeps that the drive? Is it just saying to the tippy top of the mountain or what is it? That's that's part of it. One thing that um, it's like P. Child said earlier, after you do it for so long, you, you start to get burnt out after a while. One thing that I wasn't really expecting to happen, but but is something that continues to motivate me is there are actually new people that are pretty much either completely new to Diablo or completely new to this version of Diablo 3 that haven't played in a long time that are always kind of interested when they see you either pulling greater if 150 or pulling greater if 120 and erasing it in 60 seconds that gets them interested. And they're like, wait a minute, what are you doing? Well, one way I could answer that question is the same thing I've been doing for a year, just doing rat runs and then doing metas. But to them, it's something brand new. Sure. And they're like, that's nothing like what my Diablo looks like. I have my little dagger and I go up to Skeleton King and I stab him and 180 stabs later, either he's dead or I'm dead. Mm-hmm. It's a very different experience. And um, I think showing them maybe a different side of everything always motivates me just to show them, you know, what is possible in the game, because sometimes that motivates them to play the game. They're like, oh, I didn't know all this. And now I'm having fun. Thank you for showing me because, you know, there's some people that like to play solo, but some people would love to play in the group metas, but don't know how to start. But one way to start is to watch a streamer and ask questions and get knowledge that way. Sure. So, you know, right now the meta is what I'm sure you, you can explain it better than all of us, but it's four men. It's Nova Necro for trash kill. It's what Crusader still for RGK. Yeah. The Crusader is just way better than every other. It's not even close, man. <laughs> but you can't do a Witch Doctor, right? Like you can still do a 150. It's just not as good. Witch Doctor is doing the trash clear too, but I don't know if it's as efficient as Necro. Right. They're both outrageously good. Probably yeah. the Necro is a little bit better because the tri- the triple weapons in the cube. But I'll tell you what, you take away that seasonal buff, the Witch Doctor has some okay. surreal power. Right. It's, yeah. It's unbelievable. So looking back on the metas that we've endured in Diablo 3, what, what are the ones that really stick out to you as like the ones you enjoyed the most, maybe the ones you didn't enjoy the most? So the one, the one that I always go back to, ever, I've been asked this a couple of times. My favorite ever, if you remember this, was Static Charge Monk. Oh, yeah. Did you ever do that one? No. That was such a crazy build. And it was you, comp- nope. complex. It was good. 
it was super complex and nobody could actually play it properly because if you played it properly, you would just lag out of the game. I mean, <laughs> it just crashed the servers every single time. So it, you had to play as well as you could without lagging out of the game. But it was such a cool build, man. Just setting up those little lightning balls mm-hmm. everywhere and having them go between everything. Um, I, I got to be honest with you, man. So that was one of the best ones. I'm, I I personally was getting a little sick of Bazooka, mm. especially yeah. when it's like a build. I, I don't think Blizzard even intended SVR um, warned them, you know, when it came out, Hey, do you realize all these channeling buffs are possible that aren't really intended for this meteor? And uh, it, it rained for far too long. So uh, yeah, I don't think they could break it is the problem. <laughs> and it was okay when you could play it manually, but once it got to where, you know, there were a couple of people that played it manually still, when the timing became like four frames, it's like that you're macroing it. Like there's nobody playing it efficiently every single time unless you're macroing it. And I didn't like, I didn't think that that felt good either. Yeah. And so to play the game, you have to create a script that's going to press your keys for you in the specific order. That felt really shitty. But I will say the way that they broke it makes me super sad because Edge Sigil and uh, Death Wish are garbage now. I don't like what they did to those. And, and one of the worst things about it, which Blizzard, I believe that they specifically put in their either their last patch notes or their last blog post, is they said, well, Edge Sigil and Death Wish uh, have taken a, a big hit. And those are really Wizards, like pretty much their only options, unless mm-hmm. you take Chantoto with Veers. Right. So they said they're going to explore new options for, I don't know, I guess the weapon and offhand. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, uh, one one point that was brought up to me, um, and I mean, this should have been obvious to me, but I wasn't thinking about it, thinking about next season is maybe some of the things that Blizzard had planned to implement for next season may not actually happen because of the coronavirus. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I, don't yeah, know. I was thinking we might get a long season 22 is what I was thinking too. Yes, you know? so I, I'm going to purposely be very cognizant of that. If we get absolutely nothing, if the season goes on forever, I got to, you know, I got to keep in mind also that they're going to be impacted by this as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think the same thing. And also their radio silence, like they were so active on the forums for a while, you know, Matt, Matt was on there almost daily. Um, Brandy was talking to people. So Brandy's gone now. We don't know who the new community manager is yet. At least I don't. Has anybody heard anything? No. I haven't still rated nothing since last week. So, Yep. And then, um, you know, so and no, nobody else is really posting. So it, it makes you, I'm sure the Corona has something to do with it, but yeah. it's also like weird you know, timing as well. It yeah. was weird because they also promised this big bot thing, which I want to get into a little bit later, but they were, they were talking about, you know, how uh, it's coming for the botters and this and that. And then I'm still kind of like, <laughs> is it, is it coming? Because, yeah. you know, I have people confess to me in my chat every day. They're like, yeah, I bought 24-7, man. They never, still haven't got me. I'm like, yeah. It's crazy. What, one thing I can tell you on on the bot situation, because um, I'm, I, at least at, um, at least for the, the meta groups, I am, I, I, I usually know all the groups that are pushing. Mm-hmm. A lot of them got banned last season. Quite, quite a few of them. There were multiple ban waves. There were, at least three, but there might have been like five. So mm-hmm. they, I mean, it wasn't perfect. There so I, I wonder if they were just targeting the leaderboard guys then, because I think some of the people might 
purposely avoid leaderboards because they know like, oh, that paints a target on my back. But it's interesting because um, I know some people who just uh, who never did anything significant, never even cleared a GR 100 who bought it all the time that got banned. And I know people who were Paragon 5500 on every single leaderboard that didn't get banned. I got no multiple Hmm. people. So yeah, it's really weird. I don't know what they got going on, but it seems inconsistent at best, you know? Yeah. So it is. But we'll, we'll jump into that in a sec. I, I kind of jump topic topics, I guess. Um, so of other, so, so static charge, are there any other ones that stand out to you like in a positive way? Well, I mean, I, I don't mean to, I don't mean to say, say the opposite thing, but I will tell you something positive about the bazooka wizard, which is something that cannot be said for something like the spirit barrage, Witch doctor, but something positive about bazooka is Bazooka did all of its damage instantaneously with a meteor. Mm. And the reason why that is so amazing is because even though it's a build that does damage based off area damage, which is the entire mechanic that makes these clears possible, um, the fact that it did its damage instantaneously really barely ever lagged the servers. But if you bring a Spirit Barrage, which, Doctor, (laughs) by the way, if you don't get the cube, three weapons in the cube, and they don't nerf Mundanugus next season. If you're bringing a Spirit Barrage Witch Doctor to 150s and you pull too big of a, a pack, I actually had someone in my stream come in yesterday. He said, my entire team died on a pull in hardcore by pulling too much and throwing down the phantasms and uh, blowing mm-hmm. it all up. That's rough. So that's another positive. Yeah. That's a positive side of Bazooka. We've, we've broken the server on lower levels with the Spirit Barrage. Because I, you know, like I said, I, I made a wish doctor um, within three hours of creating the character. We pushed a 130 in meta, which is at a thousand paragon, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, but we, I think at 120 was the fir- warm up. The first game I ever played was a 120, and we literally lagged the server out and all died because of it. So it's not even a, a crazy HP thing. It's just all the damage, man. It just couldn't take it. So. And the, the two options that we have now are pretty interesting. The Death Nova Necro is interesting because the Death Nova Necro can just instantaneously erase the trash. But once the trash is gone, your Blood Tide Blade is all of a sudden not doing anything right. to elites. So that's uh, a variable you have to solve for. And that, of course, is solved for by a conduit with three flavors of time. Um, and the Witch Doctor has, the, it has a lot of power to even even kill the elites and the, it's just such an it's just such an interesting build with with the rotation that you have to do and uh i'm trying to think of what are, what were the other metas before what was there yeah, firebirds and fire, fire yeah, fire, the yeah fire bats and then we fire had bats. the uh twister wizard mm-hmm. we had that uh, season of hoda barb yeah hoda barb was actually yeah. i kind of like that one yep um, and then the the hydra wizard with the uh paralysis um talent and and mm. ring what was the ring Man, uh Hill. yeah uh, yeah yeah those are the ones that jump out to me because i think i played those the most the hoda barb i actually had a lot of fun with i like that one so. was the uh was the hoda barb one was that the same season where later in the season static charge was discovered because i think yeah, i started I think so. as hoda mm-hmm. and then yeah. the static charge came out i'm like all right well screw this <laughs> i'm gonna go do this yeah 
It could be. Static Charge lasted late that season and into the next one, or did it get nerfed? Yeah, you know, it got nerfed straight away because okay. I was so excited to make it again. <laughs> <But> <laughs> they shut that down real quick. Yeah, yeah it probably was because I don't remember. I didn't really play all the seasons super long back then. I did the first couple weeks and then usually dipped out. So, so of the seasons you've done, these you know really high end push metas, it is the Mundunugu the most laggy you've encountered, or was like Hellbats worse or Firebats worse or? Uh, Mundanugus is definitely not not the worst, and um, Blizzard was aware clearly was aware that this was going to happen. So they tried to implement that fix. Remember that they took out right at the very end because it wasn't working the mm. way they thought it was going to work. Mm. Um, no, I'd have to say Static Charge was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> if you played it properly, there's just no way you're going to clear the rift. <laughs> That's funny. So it, it's it, it's tolerable. It's tolerable. Given the current state of the meta and how often you play it, where would you like to see Diablo 3's meta go in the, you know, the limited lifespan that it has left? Well, the, the biggest, the biggest problem I think with the current meta is the fact that pushing leaderboards is time attack. I don't know anybody. Well, I shouldn't speak for everybody. I haven't spoken to anybody who enjoys that, who just enjoys going A to B in a rift, fishing 5,000 keys for a transformer festering with Condi. Not that, not that if you fix time attack, that it wouldn't be that anyway. And just seeing how fast you can erase, you know, erase 10 elites and spawn the guardian. That's not really, I feel the way that what, how it was intended to compete. Um, I would love for them to, tone it back a bit and some people get very very upset or very fixated on the numbers oh i cleared a 150 last season but this season i can only clear a 130 well it's all relative it's just how high are you clearing compared to your you know the right. people that you're competing if against. the average is at 80 and you're doing a 120 you're a god you <laughs> know what i mean so it doesn't matter exactly i mean th- that for me in my opinion everyone has their own opinion i love to hear everybody else's opinion i think the time attack is the thing that they have to fix people always say rax don't you think they need to increase the gr cap and i go no why and well so you can do higher well you don't have to increase the gr cap just just make things not a, a heaven three crusader can kill a four a four man rift guardian in it will be under one minute by the end of the season. A four-player Rift Guardian has 2.2 quintillion health. <laughs> Did you want the Heaven's Fury Seder to do 2.2 quintillion health in 60 seconds? Is that what is that what what we what we were going for here? No, we can tone things back and let's have it not be time attack anymore. And probably the last thing that I would love to see, which I don't think is going to happen, is I would love to see conduits nerfed. Because conduits are just so you you have to ha- almost always have to have one for the rank one clear, and then you think, well, okay, well maybe they'll nerf it, but then they put flavor of time in the game, which just doubles it. It's like okay, that's the opposite way that I thought it was going to go. If you had your finger on the button of removing pylons from GR pushes, would you push it? Wow. <laughs> take some of that rng out you know yeah well i mean that that would definitely be the benefit of it i mean it would certainly it would certainly make it more fair 
You want to know one thing you could do that's tough. I mean, that would definitely be interesting. Another thing you could do is you could just have all five pylons spawn every single time. You get yeah. one of each. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, it's random. Do you get the conduit on the festering or do you get the conduit on the Corvus with Blazing Guardians? I mean, it's going to, that it turns into another huge RNG fest. But it's still less RNG probably than current meta. So, yeah. You know what? You want to know what, Fluffy? Any, I'm definitely in favor of putting in measures where the biggest, there are a lot of players that have three, 4,000 guns and practically perfect gear, perfect augments and perfect gems. What usually comes down to the rank one time is did you plug 500 keys or a thousand keys or 2000 keys or 5,000 keys? Maybe potentially removing the pylons would make it so it's not that way. You don't have to plug 5,000 keys right. to try to compete. In that sense, it would be very good. I think people may think it's a little bit... Pylons are one of the only things that actually change the way a greater rift is played. Otherwise, it's just the map you got and the mob types you got, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe they'd have to replace it with something else, but I think it may hurt the game. It, it would maybe help the pushing community, but it may hurt the game overall. Cause I think maybe some of the more casual players might find it too boring. I don't know. What do you guys think? I agree a hundred percent. I think for the fishing game, the end game, people that are pushing really high, it's going to take RNG out, makes it more competitive, more fair. I should say, I guess more fair is the word but for the mass, but the huge majority of players aren't pushing leaderboards. They're not out there trying to get rank one. I mean, there's probably how many teams are competing for rank one every season? Like 10 teams, 20 teams, tops, you know, not that many. So you're looking at 40 players versus all the numbers that play Diablo 3, which we don't really know, but I've been hinted at. It's still a pretty large number, you know? Um, so I, I guess it would. I think it would be bad overall to take it away because the your normal casual guy they get that conduit, they love it. They're running around fast, you know, humming sure. the Mario Star Power theme in their head and shit. So yeah, but to touch on like so what Rex said about maybe they're always in there. Like that's probably I, a smarter play. Yeah, I like that. Um, you know what I will say about what you said about maybe scaling back like power as a whole. Uh, obviously, that's something that would i think vastly improve the game not only from a performance standpoint because you know four men in a 110 versus four men in a 150 the damage calculations are a lot less um but also there is psychology and i don't know if you experienced this in your stream but if if you are clearing 150s you racks which you have done you know for quite a few seasons now uh, there is that psychology of your even your average Diablo player that's never going to do a 150. That immediately kills the season for them. That people have done a 150. It's mm-hmm. like where do you push from there? And I know for some people that actually like breaks their drive. Right. Uh, so I got a I got a, a little bit of a disheartening message uh, the other day. Um, just obviously not going to give their name, but someone sent me a message on discord on Sunday. I made a, a brand new monk. I leveled at one to 70 and I crafted some gear. Now, granted I have 3000 guns and I have very high gems. So that helps me tremendously. One key. I cleared a 120. did the same thing for which doctor eight keys. I cleared a 130. I was, I was doing it to show people you can do this. You, you know, it was supposed to be a, a, 
a fun stream. It was supposed to be um, an, an empowering stream. You can do this. But I got, someone messaged me and said, you want to know, Rax, I, I found it very disheartening that you plugged one key on that monk. I've been playing monk and you cleared a 120. I've never cleared a 120 ever. And I was like, well, that's not the... Uh, that's not the message that I want to send that I wanted to send, but I guess uh, in some ways it can be interpreted that way. And uh, yeah, so that, just, that actually is something that I've thought about before. So you just reply back, get good, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I felt bad. Yeah. I, felt bad. I, don't know. I mean, there, yeah. I mean, everyone should know there's obviously some base skill involved and in- I don't, I don't think people realize take into account to like you know what's his paragon is he level paragon 600 800 you know or his gems 90 100 like 130 gems or 140 gems and 3000 plus paragon is that's some crazy assistance for that 120 so i think because sometimes you get messages like that and you're like yeah it's it's relative to where you're at versus where i'm at you know right so Oh, oh yeah but even that can only take you so far. Like you still have to, like I've beaten people with 2k more than me like season after season. <laughs> so it's like, it's only going to take you so far. There's still going to be that, that skill factor. Mm-hmm. But, um, so, so yeah, go ahead. Yeah. One, one last thing we talked about it slightly and I just, I just want to get your opinion on this. I don't, it's, it's kind of a negative subject and I don't want to bring it up negatively, but let's talk about bots for a second. Sure. I mean, the reason I want to bring it up is, uh, it, this, like every season, this is such a hot topic in my chat and it's like, people expect me to be bot police. Cause I'm, I'm anti-bot and I'm pretty vocal about being anti-bot way sore more in the past than I am now. Now I'm so over it. I'm just like, yeah, I don't even, you know, that's whatever, you know, but it used to like really annoy me when I'm like, why are you botting dude? Just quit, you know? But I still, even to this day, I still, this season, I have people message me like, yo, so-and-so's botting, blah, 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 like, like I'm bot police. And so what, so A, like, how do you feel about it? And, and what do you think should, you know, Blizzard obviously doesn't have the resources to do much about it, but uh, what do you think it does to the game overall in your community? So botting probably has to be the number one the number one topic probably brought up in my stream. Um, I am very, very against botting and cheating in any game. Not just, just, just for the simple principle of I, I just don't like to cheat. It's just it, it's not it's nothing more basic than that. So the what what I the there's so many misconceptions I feel about botting. And there are all these different reasons why people bought. Some people bought because they, they don't have time to play the game. And they feel justified that if they have a wife, a kid, kids, and a job, and they don't have time to grind, well, the other people that do have time to grind the game all day have an unfair advantage over me. So I will just bot, and then I'll have the same guns as them, and then I can compete, and it will be fair. I mean, I guess I see their point and I guess I see why they feel that way. But if you if you don't have the time to put into the game, then why should you be allowed to compete at the highest level? I mean, if you don't put it, I mean, I don't know anything else in life where you can get away with not doing anything 
Right. And I can't afford to play basketball all day like LeBron James. Therefore, I should just have a <laughs> shot anyways. Like it, you know, it's it's I, I see that argument a lot too, and I just think it's it's foolish. Like, well, it sucks that you don't have that time, dude. You know? Yes. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you a very, very big misconception about botting. People think because someone bots that they're a bad player. There are there are players who who don't play the game, who bought the whole season, and they come in and they rampage in at the end of the season and they get rank one or they get extremely high and people always have the misconception of, oh, those players are so bad. Well, some of them are some of the best players in the world. And uh, it's not that they're bad, it's just that they chose to cheat. Um, So, I mean... I don't know, they're still like... uh, Like... Yeah, maybe they're getting they're coming in the last second getting rank one, but we're also in like season twenty of Diablo three. And so the the competition factor has been significantly diluted <laughs> from like season one. So you wanna know you wanna know what I would love to see? You know what I think is a better solution than banning all the botters hmm. is to in a way nerf botting. And in my opinion, if you want to nerf botting, you would only have to make two, maybe I'm missing something, but you'd only have to make about two basic changes to the game. The first thing is, is Paragon levels are way too important. You can, people will bot to 6,000 this season without doing anything, especially if the season goes long, or at least 5,000, if not 6,000. But that's because every single point of main stat gives you plus five. What if it was plus one? Now, all of a sudden, being Paragon 6,000, a Paragon 3,000 player has, has a fighting chance. The second thing is the other really, really big advantage you can get out of botting is keys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You go to bed, you wake up with 600 keys. You, pl- you plug them all. You don't get a four-corner transformer festering with Condi channeling power with Blighter as the boss. That's fine. Throw them all away and go back to sleep. And the next day you'll have 600 keys. But all the other players are farming keys for half of the day just to, just for the attempts. So if you did something crazy, like just remove Greater Rift keys out of the game and just said, if you want to open a Greater Rift, you can open a Greater Rift. Now all of a sudden, what are you going to bot for? Gear? All you have to do is do rat runs for two weeks. And I promise you, you can have pretty much a full primal ancient character. <laughs> so you're not, they're not going to get any advantage over you. That's just your own fault for not farming the gear. Mm. I think that's a much more feasible thing to effectively nerf botting because as P child said earlier, the, the way, whatever method that they currently have, which I have no idea what it is, whatever method they currently have of banning botters seems very inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Would you rather see them do, the solution you suggested or a paragon cap i i would i would love a paragon cap as well man i would be so i would be so in favor of that uh i i don't think you should put it very low mm-hmm. i mean i think people might think this is even too high i think you could put the paragon cap at like 4000 okay but some people might think 3000 but the way i think about it is is if you blast pretty consistently, you can get to 2,500, three, I mean, maybe 3,000 would be fine. I, I would be in favor of that as well. But if you're Paragon 3,000, you can definitely end up rank one over someone 4,000. You definitely can. 
Um, so I, it's not that I'm not in favor of Paragon levels and getting much more powerful the more time you put into it, but I do think there should be a cap to it. Mm-hmm. Where, where would you guys, what do you guys think of Paragon capping? Where would you put the cap at? You know, up until recently, I never really thought about this and I don't really know why, but one thing I think that would be actually pretty cool is if, so say they did, I think that any like 3k i think for me would be ideal but i think most players would probably yeah. prefer like 2k um but what if you just like you could still have uncat paragon but as soon as you enter a gr you got 2k so like you still farm like other things somewhat efficiently or say you're doing speeds anything under like maybe like a 100 gr you could have all your paragon but as soon as you go over like 100 maybe you get capped i don't know oh interesting maybe. idea so there's yeah. still that yeah. reason to keep grinding and still you're going to farm grist like faster but yeah, or or the higher you go up in the the greater risk, the less paragon, your paragon yeah. gets scaled back. Yeah. You know what I mean. So mm-hmm. by the time you get to the one hundred and fifty, your paragon's effectively set at three thousand or whatever it is. I think three thousand feels good. I think that's higher than most average players would ever achieve. I think it's higher than even like your non casuals would probably get. But also, and on that, it's a goal. It's a thing. Like for a lot of people, three thousand is not what they're going to hit in the season. Like for me, I'm probably going to hit like two thousand, maybe slightly over two. You know. But if I know the cap was three thousand, I might be like, "All right, let's do it. Let's hit that three thousand mark and hit the cap." Yeah. So I, I personally feel like that's a pretty good number. Um, I think the more hardcore you are, the higher that goes up. Sure. You know. So. So of course, Rack says four K. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, right. No, uh, no, I hear you. Uh, another thing is, if it is, I think as Peachile was alluding to, if if three thousand was the cap, people would be inclined probably to go for three thousand. And when when that happens, if people were to go into the group metas, it is it is not hard at all. I, right now, I'm Paragon. I'm almost Paragon three thousand three hundred, and those three hundred levels beyond three thousand are way harder. And w- we just started the season. It's if you put together a rat group, even with your friends, you don't have to be doing the one hundred and twenties in two minutes. Even if you're doing one hundred and twos in three minutes, you can get to three k pretty comfortably and. I don't plan to play much Necro at all at the end of the season. I have like Primal Ancient, everything for Necro. I'm not even going to play it. It's just a means to get powerful, to play all the stuff that you want to play. That's maybe a tactic that people kind of overlook. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's not really a good thing for the game. Sure. Maybe it's not a good thing for a game that you have to play rats for a month or two. And then you get to play whatever you want. That doesn't feel good. Yeah. So, and and something that that kind of piggybacks on that is like this season with metas, you can, you have an, a fifth class that gets in there. You can do necro for trash clear, or you can do wish doctor for trash clear. And I think that's pretty awesome. I played both. I started off playing a death Nova and I was like, this feels really good. I like this. I'm going to keep playing it. And then people kept saying like, you know, wish doctor is so good. Wish doctor is so good. So I made one just to see, all right, let's see what it feels like to play it. And I actually preferred the wish doctor over the death neck, uh, over the necro playstyle wise i was like oh this is i kind of like this a little bit more so i flipped but i would like to see them get all of the classes somehow in the meta in one role or another even if it's not optimal like let's say you buffed impale to where it could be rgk like okay we know crusader is amazing let's get impale close to that and then that way if somebody's playing demon hunter they could jump in metas do rgk or just you know find a way to cycle all the classes in 
And that way you can at least be somewhat efficient, you know? Yeah. I think there's something too, to like how like RG or the trash killer Necker works this season. So like outside of a four man, that's a garbage fucking build. So I think that there's something to be said there. Like maybe every class could have like that type of setup or it's like, this is clearly, clearly your four man setup. And then right. somehow that gets cycled in and considered, but it'd be hard to do that. Like with just like baking it into the, the natural set without making things like too strong, probably. Yeah. And so with your guys's idea, that's what, that's what uh, I can't remember where it was when, when BlizzCon was happening with Diablo four, I spent so many hours watching all the videos, watching all the, all the streamers, watching all the dev interviews. So I can't ever remember where anything actually comes from. Um, but someone asked about seasons in Diablo four and the, the developer said something to the effect of, or wherever it was, where they're going to make sure that everything changes for how powerful everything is because they will specifically buff certain skills or certain items every single season in Diablo four. And right. it's like, well, maybe that's sort of, as, as you were saying, maybe that's sort of already happening here. Well, it was bazooka for 5 million seasons. And now this season it's, I mean, probably had some uh, insight before the, the, the seasonal buff was released that it was going to be so godly for Necros and Death Nova mm-hmm. was already smashing the leaderboards. I clearing 150 solo last season. We already knew that was going to be godly. And then you release the Spirit Barrage Witch Doctor, and you knew that was going to be godly. And then maybe next season they're going to say, "All right, well here comes Necro and uh, Demon Hunter again with with the new sets." And maybe they're going to be obliterating everything as well. Maybe that's yeah. what they were meaning for for what they were going to do in Diablo Four. Yeah, and the, the crazy thing is Necro is powerful because of the seasonal theme, but Spirit Barrage is just good. Like, it, it doesn't use the seasonal theme at all. So it's not going anywhere, uh, which is kind of leads up to the poll we asked. Like, should it get nerfed? Is it too powerful? But, um, I, you know, I don't know. I, I'm interested. I, I, I hope that they can find ways to get the meta cycling because I think it'll also be easier to find players. You know, I'm sure you have your consistent same groups that you run with. I pug a lot of metas just for fun because I want to bring viewers in and say, a lot of times I'm teaching them how to do metas. They've never done it. And so I'm like, hey, who's got this or who's got that? But it's always the same thing. Who's got a Z-Barb? Who's got a, a Z-Monk? And then, you know, RGK and, and cycling through. But if there are more classes and more options, then I can say, oh, you want to do metas? Okay, spend the next three days. Build your Demon Hunter this way. Here's a link to Diablo Planners. In three days when you're juiced up, hit me up. We'll do some metas, you know, but now it's like, well, you got to make a new character. And mm-hmm. so I think I would love to see that positive things that's happened in recent seasons was last season where you could go in with a couple of whirlwind barbs and a crusader and you could do pretty darn well. Like a purely yeah. juiced up rat run would probably still be better, but like at least there was that option there. And I think that's probably like one of the best seasons for Diablo that we've had in terms of XP farming. Cause I can't remember the last season where we had like, a couple options are at least viable. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing that's difficult um, from like the perspective of doing, of always doing group meta stuff, I always get people that'll come to my channel and say, Rax, I'm a demon hunter. How do I do group play? I'm like, well, you hit escape, you hit leave game, you hit create character, and you make something yeah. else that isn't a demon hunter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But exactly. Uh, it feels bad. It would be nice yeah. to not have to give that answer. 
So, so what's your, yeah, go how do you feel about Z characters then? Like Fluff and I have talked about this in the past. Do you feel, do you like having Z Monk, Z Barb in the game? Do you feel like the, I, I think they were unintentional in design. Fluff has convinced me that the, so many things are unintentional. <laughs> but how do you feel if they took them out? Because nobody really wants to play a Z. I mean, there's a couple handful of guys that probably love it, but. Most of us want to kill shit. You want to go in and see big numbers and go, oh, yeah, look at look at that, you know? So um, my, 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 I, I could take it or leave it as far as my opinion on it because I, come, I played World of Warcraft for many, many, many years. Mm-hmm. And, man, if you're playing a warrior in a battleground, if you don't have your pocket healer there, it's a completely different experience. So you learn to really, really appreciate um, how good a support can be. Um, I'll tell you something I was thinking about, about support characters in general, which is what makes it, I I was thinking, I was thinking about why, why are support characters actually in the game? And one of the problems that I think with how the game is developed, which maybe got out of hand is how many buffs or the power of the buffs that they give. So for example, let's say you have a Z monk. Well, Forget all the supporty stuff that they do. They will give you a toxin, and they'll give you an ice blink, and they'll make this monster take whatever thirty percent more damage, and they'll make you deal more damage. And if eventually, when you're looking at like a, a four-player meta, well, you c- you have one damage dealer who's really high paragon, godly geared, and you have this support character that effectively doubles their damage while doing all this supporty stuff while also shielding them while also making them immune to crowd control while giving them a place to stand so your choice becomes do i bring this monk or do i bring another damage dealer which is if it were equal power would double your damage and just not bring all the supporty stuff so that's why uh, there are actually there are actually groups running triple support witch doctor because every one of them is just magnifying their damage to such an outrageous level that you can get away with that. What would happen if on all the buffs, let's say every buff in the game, you just cut it in half. Ice blink only gives you five percent chance to crit. Toxin is half. Falter is half. Everything is half. Now you actually have to make some decisions. Do I want to? bring a support to get the supporty stuff and get, I don't know, 40, 50% extra damage? Or do I just want to bring a Death Nova Necro and a Spirit Barrage Witch Doctor? I think in general, they need to make a decision on whether they want them in the game or not. And I think part of the part of the way to do that is to be very cognizant on how powerful do you make these buffs? Because if you make them too good, I can promise you, you're not going to take another damage dealer. Right. Right. That's why it's so like contradictory when they're like, oh, we're not going to actively go out of way to add support items to the game. And then they came out with two piece. <laughs> they they made the best support frenzy. set ever for Frenzy Bar. Yeah. Um, I would so, rather see uh, them commit it. Like if commit to I'm it saying. and like yeah. have actual support that have like skill involved. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of skill in like a Z Barb, like a high end Z Barb, sure. But like, just playing like a Z monk and just like I, I don't know, man. Like I want, I'd rather see them commit to actually having a support character instead of like this, like well, this thing that the community threw together because it buffs the damage dealer. Yeah, I would. I'm the same. I think if I think they should either embrace it or get rid of it. Like if it's okay, we're gonna keep it in the game. Let's make a set around it. Let's make skills that specifically, you know, have intent to support and not heal and 
art to support and heal. So, yeah, yeah exactly. And, uh, you know, it, it's probably too, too late for Diablo three because there's just, there's just too much depth to it already. But when designing Diablo four, you can nerf buffs without nerfing damage. So if you're, if you have a, you have all these buffs that double your damage and the character's attack does 500 damage while well, you're doing a thousand damage. Well, instead make the buffs give you 10% damage and make them do 900 damage as the base attack. Now all of a sudden you're doing roughly the same damage, but the buffs aren't as big of a factor, yeah. you know, where, where they allocate the damage between that and whatever their infinite scaling system is for Paragon, which they did confirm is going to be in Diablo 4, at least so far. How they allocate that needs to be very carefully planned and designed. And as you said, I would much rather them say, we want support characters or we don't, and then design from there. Yeah, they got to commit to it for D4. I don't think they can do this half-assed like Diablo 3 did. I want them to commit either way. And I think a lot of the fear is if they actually make support characters, then it's going to feel very MMO-ish, WoW-ish. Yeah. You know, oh, we got a healer and a DPS and might as well have a tank in there too. You know, and like, I'm with you, Rex. Like I have 20, I have, last I checked, I was at like 29,000 hours in World of Warcraft. I mean, it's ungodly how much I played that game. Yes. And I love it, but I don't want, I don't want Diablo to fall into the same hole like it is an ARPG and so to me when I think about that I usually think about blowing up big groups of monsters and killing shit not so much like oh I'm gonna go heal I think that's that's a way that Diablo 4 can innovate from some of these other games though is to do support correctly and still have it feel like an ARPG so yeah that's a tough line because you see all these games like you know Guild Wars that they like they didn't have like official like Holy Trinity but then like everything just kind of plays kind of funky i don't know yeah. man like <laughs> it's such a tough yeah. line to walk it's like you either commit to holy trinity or like everyone's kind of support and then there's like no main tank and it's kind of we- i don't know it's kind of weird yeah but what i i'm either i'm fine either way I'm, i think it'd be cool like i think actually an isometric arpg that was holy trinity could be fun but at the yeah. same time no so like either could work <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know i agree I totally agree. Yeah. So another thing that they could explore more is, you know, people people may be upset when they say, well, okay, yeah, it's an ARPG. I want to do damage, but I also want to do something different. Maybe one way they could think about doing it is maybe you support, but not maybe in the traditional way, not that you heal. My, the, the thing that comes to mind is like exploding palm. It's like mm-hmm. maybe you make a character that's just all about exploding palm. You put palms everywhere, then when the damage, then when the damage people kill it, then it blows everything up. But maybe you know it's still a damage dealing spec in a supporty way. Mm-hmm. Maybe they could right. do something like that rather than just having a healer or a tank. Yeah, and and healing. I hate to use wild stuff, but like, do you, have you played a disc priest in World of Warcraft before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like damage to heal people. Like, I think more of like, you know, Panda or the, those expansions, but doing damage to actually heal your teammates instead of just sitting there spamming healing abilities on them too, because that keeps you engaged in the killing, but yet you're still supporting and, and doing other things. So there's a lot of ways that I feel like they could make it better than what it right. than what we have in D3. So, so jumping D4, into, yeah, D4, yeah. <laughs> what, you know, the podcast has heard our opinions about it a hundred times over. Like what struck you like straight away about the yellow floor where are some of the like things you think will be really great versus like some of the red flags 
All right. Uh, <laughs> Buckle in. All right. Just t- tell me. Tell me to stop whenever you want sure. me to. Um, stop. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, did you guys see that news? No. <laughs> um. So the 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 number one thing I would say for me by far that they're doing right is they're telling us exactly what they're thinking and they seem to be asking for feedback and listening. That to me is more powerful than anything. And when I think about Diablo 4, I think I really truly think about it in a pre-alpha sense. So I only really analyze the things that they tell us they're going to do rather than what's presented in front of my eyes. So if they tell me there's going to be PvP, but I don't see any PvP, I'm just going to take their word for it and kind of, you know, think about it in that way. Uh, things that they're doing right. I like the dark theme. I think that's much more Diablo-y. I mean, if I wanted to play a cartoony ARPG, I'd play Torchlight, which I think is an amazing game. But if I want to slay the demons of hell, I hope that it looks like slaying the demons of hell. Um, I This probably might be a very unpopular opinion. I like that they're taking their time to get this game done. I don't like I don't like the fact that we waited 10 years, but I, it sounds like they're going to take their time and get it right. And I would so much prefer that rather than getting a game that's crashes all the time or is not what they wanted or. Um, it can't have a Wilson launch. That's for damn sure. <laughs> oh man. I was there, man. And I, when all the streamers quit, I kept streaming it and it was, uh, that was that was a dark week, man. Dark two weeks. <laughs> One thing that I think needs to happen that we talked about earlier, which I heard mentioned in a dev interview, is um, they're going to have that infinite scaling Paragon system, but they did say that effectively they're going to nerf it. Um, I, as we talked about earlier, whatever way you want to solve it, the Paragon capping or give you one main stat point instead of five, um, I don't think you should have to play 23 hours a day to succeed in the game. I do think it should reward your time in the game, but not in that way. It needs uh, to value your time in the game. I, I agree. That. I love that trading is coming back. Uh, I actually thought there, I didn't know how they were going to do it. I thought their first idea with some items can be traded anytime, some items can be traded once, and some items can never be traded. I don't know if that's the best answer, but I thought that was a pretty good. I thought that was a pretty good idea. What did you guys like that one, or you guys have a better idea, or happy that trading's coming back? I'm happy about trading. I know a lot of players really, really want it. Um, but what really cut into that for me was okay. Well, we're not going to have official SSF at all, and that yeah, to me, those are the two big genres though. you have to hit. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it's like wow, wow has trading for a lot of things, and then the good shit you can't trade. But the stuff that you can trade is kind of insignificant. So if they do that model, you know the best stuff's going to be not trade. And then so is it really going to matter that much to me? It's like well, it doesn't matter. Like I don't care. I don't, I, at that point, I'm indifferent. So um, I would have to say I'm I I like the system that Diablo three has where you can trade with your party. I think every game that I've played in that has a system like that, I've always liked that because if you're in the group doing shit and something drops, you know, hey, here's my buddy. I can give it to you because you need it more than I do. And I like that. So if they just keep that in there, I'm, I'm cool with that. 
that makes perfect sense. And yeah, I mean that that's a good point. If if you can't trade the best stuff, then then why does it matter? The the thing that I'm thinking about, I'll give you an example from today's stream. I had a guy in my stream and he was farming the whole day and he said, All I want is an Andarials. I need an Andarials. Maybe he was gonna re-roll up the bounty mats. I was literally playing all day and I got 10, 20 of them. Is a non-ancient Andarials worth a crap? No. Um, would I would I have loved with every fiber in my being to just give him give him the Andarials that he needed so bad? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I think the trading system. The, the whole trade once stuff, if you can trade once up to like a certain level, like maybe you can trade legendaries, but not primal ancients or not the godly stuff. I think it may benefit some of the more, I'm not calling him a casual player, but the casual players mm-hmm. where you can help them. Maybe you could have a guild vault and have, you know, I, they've changed their, I've, I've read so many different things about how the items are going to work. So I don't even know how they work, but let's just say there is higher levels of the same item. Well, if you're looking for the introductory one that makes your build even function, you could fill your bank up with those. And if people are just starting here, have one so you can get started and play the build. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the problem that scared, and I agree with that. I, Cause I could see that same scenario happening for me. You know, one of my buddies gets a late start and I'm like, Hey, you know, here's some pieces that will get you going. Blah, blah, blah. Part of the fun though, like the reason that the first three weeks of the season is so fun for me is that you're looking for that item. You're chasing that item. You finally get it. You see those big power jumps. And if people can give you stuff, I think it diminishes that significantly and that also takes away the time you want to play the game too so that's the scary part for me and i think that's kind of what we've come into in d3 uh in season one and two you weren't farming this stuff you weren't getting as many drops it took you so much longer to get that functioning set and to get the pieces you needed and i think that keeps me at least for me that keeps me wanting to play the game you know absolutely and so to piggyback off of that I would love, and I think they that one of the devs said in one of the interviews, legendaries will not rain from the sky, as they do in Diablo three. Um, and if they if they paired that with that trading system, so let's uh, give an example. So when you first start the season, as you said, you're chasing your items, right? As a necro, you need a Crispin sentence, and that's a mm-hmm. huge battle for so many necros. Mm-hmm. That huge multiplier. Well, if everybody in the world can just start grabbing Crispin sentences everywhere and just throwing them in the, the guild bank and everyone has a Crispin sentence on day three, you're right. That, that, that That's right. the most fun part of the season. There goes all of that allure. But what if they paired that with the fact that legendaries don't rain from the sky? What if it actually is hard as hell to get a Crispin sentence and you just happen by luckily to find a second one? Right. Yeah. Then that's like a maybe more of a cool thing, maybe more acceptable. Doesn't completely ruin that chance. Yeah, but then, then yeah, it, then you're gonna pigeonhole those solo guys, like SSF dudes are gonna yes. be like, I just can't get anything. This sucks, you know. So it's it's definitely a super fine line you'd have to walk to to make that feasible. And you know? I, that was probably the biggest surprise to me when it's in so many other games, how they said that there was no plan for, if I could say one thing that they announced at BlizzCon that I, that I would say is most likely to change from what they said, I would say would be the implementation of adding the SSF, at least when seasons finally come out for D4, 
because I do think that's a big miss for all of those players. And I, 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 I feel bad for them big time. Yeah. I'm not an SSF guy, but I, I, so many people I know are, and I'm, I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> Fluff, for example. Me. I'm just like, you gotta, it's, it's in demand, man. Yeah. That's, yes. that's like one of the core features. It's like, how are you not, but you're focusing on couch co-op. What? <laughs> like, yeah. How is couch co-op prioritized above SSF? I don't know, man. I don't, it's, it's almost like it, there's times where I think that they're not in touch with the audience, but maybe we're not in touch with the audience. I don't know. Maybe there's so many metrics out there that we don't get to see. Sure. Like maybe they can track couch co-op on console and it's just ridiculous. You know, I don't know. Mm. So. One, th- one thing that I was wondering about when I, I had that initial thought when I heard the thing about couch co-op and one thing that I work, think about sometimes is, are they talking about couch co-op because maybe they're a little bit farther along with that and maybe some of the other, e- even if they're bigger ticket items, maybe they just haven't figured it out yet so they don't want to comment on it yet. Maybe they're working on SSF because I'm sure they got a lot of backlash from not introducing it, not yeah. saying they wouldn't do it. Maybe they're working on it and maybe, okay, we have to have a blog post out. Let's talk about this item that we know is kind of done and then we'll focus more on. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they want to show their cars, especially if they can't get it done in time or it's not working. So yeah, totally. I can see that. And also, uh, Xbox, um, whatever sex or whatever the name of it is, the next one. And then PS five are right around the corner. And you got to imagine that that's going to be, you know, check out Diablo four on next generation consoles. You know, they're expecting it to, to look pretty and function well. So, that's a that's a huge market for them to hit, man. Regardless if we as PC master race players want to or not, I play console a little bit, and um, it's going to be huge, man. I Having think it on those consoles will be huge. It just sends a weird message. Like even if like okay, we're just talking about Couch Co because that's further along. The fact that they're like sharing, they show they share their screenshots, right? Of like okay, if you've got two people, like this guy can open his shit on the left, and this guy can open his shit on the right. And it's like, well, do we know that the final skill tree will be so, like, fucking tiny that you can open it on, like, the left and right side of the screen? And I just think, I don't know, there's so many factors that go into how Couch Co-op could play based on what you, what you haven't shown us yet that it's just still a weird thing to talk about so early. Yeah. Well, this the management of your skills and skill tree. If some dude wants to mess with this skill tree, he's sitting on the couch next to you. You can just right. literally smack <laughs> just, him and be like, dude, let me do it. Right. close the menu, man. Like, let's go. Like, do it later. You know, down is lava. Right. Yeah. So, that's weird. Uh, but what else? What but, else jumped out? Yeah, to we you? derailed you. So, uh, I can go for days. All right, let's keep going. Um, I, I love PvP. I was a gigantic PvP PvPer, and wow, I was so excited. I lost actually um, a lot of my friends to Diablo to Diablo three. The second that we started up, they're like, "Where's the PvP?" And it wasn't there. They I actually lost a lot of my friends. So. Um, mm-hmm. I can't wait to get in there and uh, kill everybody. Um, one thing that I really don't know how to feel about, and I don't, I don't know how to feel about it because I just don't know how successful it's going to be, is the world bosses. So my initial thought hearing world bosses is, yay, world bosses. But the problem is, is in every game that I've ever seen with world bosses, they always become, at least in the games that I played, so meaningless after a while. They Like... 
I want them to be cool and exciting and actually to survive the test of time. Mm -hmm. I don't want them to just be a huge, annoying world. Oh, there's that world boss again that nobody ever kills because nobody cares about it unless they're doing some specific quest. Have you guys seen any game where world bosses are actually a significant, meaningful part of like a, a game further as it goes further along? Never. I, I mean, think- the first one or two kills were so hype, and then after that, it's like, yeah. oh. Lost okay. Ark, I think, did it the best, but even then, like, over time, it just didn't survive that hard. But it's still always, like, worth doing. It'd be like yeah. doing your challenge drift, basically. I ran into a world boss in Lost Ark at, like, level, I don't know. What was the cap in that game? Was it 50? 50, I think. Yeah. yeah, so I was, like, level 40. And the boss would, like, one-shot me. So I was trying to avoid mechanics the whole time where a group of, like, 40 of us tried to kill it, you know? And eventually, after a million deaths, they finally killed it. But I got nothing out of it. It didn't give me anything good. Mm-hmm. And maybe because I was low-level. But I think loot plays a factor in that. Like, if you if you keep the loot juicy and you keep the boss difficult, then I think that's how you can retain it for a while. But it's once you learn the mechanics, though... And how do you keep it difficult? If you are, if you know the tells, you know how to dodge. Like, what do you? Right. You know, I don't. I don't know what you can do there. I think that's a really hard challenge. But I'm with you though. Yeah, it's gonna turn into like that one hardcore player that's like soloing it, and there's like 50 nudes that just keep rushing in and dying or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That exactly, exactly what you said. Sometimes I try to always be aware. It's like if I if I complain about something or if I or if I raise suspicion about something, it's like, well, how would I fix it? That's exactly why I'm raising the question. I don't know how I would fix it exactly. Once you learn the boss, how, how do you keep it difficult enough and keep the loot juicy enough to make it worthwhile? Uh, the more I thought about world bosses, I, I've got a question mark there. Um, the dungeon system, it sounds more in-depth than Greater Rifts. Uh, we, we, of course, don't really know much about the end game. The one thing that I would love, and this is just asking for just, I guess, straight up innovation and creativity, I would like it to not be a clone of like Path of Exile or Wilson that just, you know, one part of it is they're going to add the random affixes, but that to me has been done before. I would love to see them come up with their own twist on some of the end game that makes it it exciting. What ideas do I have for that? I have no idea, but I'd have to sit around and think about it, but I've done, we've all, a lot of us have done a lot of maps on POE. A lot of us have done a lot of, well, for the five seconds we could stay connected, done a lot of dungeons on Wilson. It's like, it so far, when it sounded like, and we haven't heard much, it sounds very similar. Mm -hmm. I would love for it to have some new twist to it, some new element to it. And for the same company that designed Mythic Dungeons and WoW, which are, in my opinion, pretty cool. I think they can come up with something. I would love to see yeah. that. I'm Dungeon with you, but does it's not have me hype. Yeah, but at the same time, I think it's important to still implement it because, say, they go off on their own tangent, and Blizzard has done this in the past, where they think, "Oh, this is going to be really cool," and then it flops big time. At least you're still going to have that dungeon key system, <laughs> maybe fall back to. That's tried and true. It might not be super exciting. But at least we'll have it there. Um, that's my big concern is like sometimes Blizzard does things and that it doesn't end up being that great. And then we let me ask have you any. guys this. How would you rank the end game activities in your in your hierarchy of things that you prioritize for D4? It's like you got skills and and systems. 
right? Like loot systems, skills, and like like how how is your end game? Because like to me, you got to have a good end game too. You can't. I'm not going to play the game if we're just grinding rifts again. Yeah. You know, it's like I, I can't do it again. So I'm super excited. Like the the thing that would get me super hyped would be to see an update on their loot. Like how is their loot going to work? How's their end game gearing going to work? And then the end game system. The thing, the thing about it for the thing about it, I think it's exactly that. I completely agree with you. Diablo two for me was such a godly game because the average thing that you would get in a bail run is absolutely nothing. You would get no high runes. You would get no good items, nothing. And there were so many godly rare items. There's, I could just rattle them off to you. There's just so many of them. And it's like, it was so unbelievably exciting when one of them would drop. And whereas here, you can get fully geared in a week or two. And what are you searching for? A primal ancient version of it instead, which literally gives you like 4% increased damage over your ancient one that you already have. That's, that's not exciting. Mm-hmm. If they have some really, really godly items that you really have to put in work toward to get, that would make me... I'm I'm already blast this game so much it will just make me even ten times more dedicated to doing it. I so think you, that's the best. You way. like the carrot? You want the carrot? I I need a carrot, man. I need yeah. something to chase. Yeah, I want the carrot, and I want to be able to like fuck up that carrot. You know what I mean? I think that's the one thing that <laughs> Diablo doesn't have at all. Like, you know, in Path of Exile, you make this crazy item, and it took you forever to make it. And then on top of that, there's that extra layer. It's like, well, I can make it better. Or I could completely fuck it. And I, I think that that really like keeps the gameplay loop like going. Because like, well, if you mess it up, then you have to like go get another one. You have to spend all that time. <laughs> so it's like, I love that. It, it's you such love a good breaking sh- Yeah, I love that. It's such a good streamer moment. Like everyone just like kick W's in chat when you like corrupt something and it turns it into like a terrible item. Fluff wants the F carrots. Got it. Yep. We got that yep. on the list. Um that's you know so i know you had some opinions and i think we share a lot of the same opinions on what we saw on itemization 2.0 post from diablo 4 so then angelic ancestral demonic what was what was your opinion on some of that stuff um well i am for i in general i am in favor of complicating in a good way over having the game overly simplistic. Like when people, when they, when Blizzard released the talent tree, they call it the talent twig. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that was, that was pretty brutal, but I mean, compared to the path of exile talent tree or the Wilson one, I mean, I guess that's what it is. So I am for making the game more complicated. In fact, in, in my list of things that maybe super pre alpha Diablo 4 is done wrong. I think it might be too overly simplistic. The talent trees are too simplistic. There's even less item slots. I don't think that does it any favors. Um, Regarding specifically the powers, I think it can be interesting, and it's probably one of those things that you don't exactly know how well it works until you actually get in there and try it. The idea could actually, in practice, work a lot better than maybe it sounds. But it didn't 
in Diablo 2, it never felt good when, at least when I was a noob in the game, leveling up, when all of a sudden I find a legendary Archon plate and it's just a thousand times better than my armor, but oh, I'm I'm a sorceress and I've been putting all my all of my points into energy and I, I can't wear this. I, I'm not going to be able to wear this forever for like 10 more levels unless I put everything into strength and I don't even know if I want to do that and by then I might find something different. Um, I don't think it's, it, it doesn't sound like a very casual friendly system, but I, I might, it's hard for me to judge because I, it's very hard for me to know unless I actually played it. Mm. I guess I had mixed feelings about it. I don't know. What did you guys think? We talked about it a hundred times. Yeah, so. we've, uh, <laughs> I was pretty negative against it personally. Yeah. I, I think it's a pretty, I think it's a debate. It looks like it's supposed to be complex on the outside, but in the inside, it's really just like the same. Yeah, it's, it's so they gave us like that. four stats, and then they're like, "Oh, you don't like this? It's not complicated enough." Okay, well now we're giving you give you like more stats, but we're locking some of the old stats we already had behind powers. It's like it's like the biggest debate of all time. Yeah, I I, I wasn't super impressed, and I and I kind of felt like when I read it, I read it a couple times, and I'm like. I think this sucks because I saw so many people saying like, this is awesome. This is great. Yay. Like Twitter was full of positive stuff. And I'm like, Oh my God, is this the feedback people are really giving them? Because I, I really think it's garbage, but or at least on the outside, but like you, I agree with the point that we need to see it in practice. Yeah. We need to see, we need to see the skills blocked that are locked behind it. We need to see how often does it drop on what pieces, like how much do we need to get to make things work? You know, like how is it going to play out? Right. But and in, in the overview they gave us, I, I wasn't impressed. I right. was like, man, I, I hope that they do a lot more than this. And it's hard to think so. about how balanced that could be because, like, the angelic looked like right, seemingly so much more powerful than anything else. And that that was one of the saving graces to me that made it seem slightly better than it could have been because the fact that the powers themselves did something—it's not just it's not just a, a a stat in the game that you need to reach just to put an item on. These stats actually do something. So then you have to ask yourself, okay, the the final the final legendary on Lilith is a godly chess piece for me or something, and it requires a million de- demonic power. But demonic power sucks for my build. I'm way better off just stacking angelic. And maybe it turns out I just stack Angelic anyway, and I just say, screw that legendary. I'm not chasing that anymore. And now I'm going to chase this other one that's not quite as good, but overall for my build, it's just way better with stacking Angelic power. Now, I'm not even saying that that system is good, but at least Mm -hmm. it was a little bit more cerebral than just Mm -hmm. a stat limitation. That goes back, you know, you even hit it. You said item stack or or stat stacking. And I guess stat stacking is always a thing. It's always going to be a thing. But I, I really hope it's not like we don't find ourselves in a place where it's like stack angelic power, stack demonic power, forget everything else. That's supreme. That's the only stat that matters or vice or even cooldown. Because like in, in Diablo 3 on a lot of classes, it's just like cooldown, 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 you know, so. One thing that I think will really help that I really hope Blizzard does, especially selfishly as a, a streamer and hopefully all of us will get alpha keys. I think one thing that's going to be critical is give us a key and let us try it. Yeah. I mean, let us sink hours into it. 
it, it's like uh, I'll share mine like, with you. Fluff. Thanks. It's like they say in uh, fighting. It's like every plan is the greatest plan ever until you get hit. Yeah, get punched like, in the face. Yeah. yeah, everything sounds good, but let, let's uh, let's level up. Let's get some items with some different powers. Let's put them on and let's see what happens the first time a legendary drops that we need to get different powers to what's the feasibility in shifting to it. Should we shift to it? If we do shift to it, what happens? Was it worth it? Was it complicated? Right. Et cetera, et cetera. cetera. I mean, you look at any really popular game that's really hit it off. Like, you know, I use apex as an example all the time. Like apex had a summit where they invited like all the top streamers and redditors and they all like beta tested the game and signed NDAs and, like that that's the play. And I think that Diablo three did actually did that once for, for the Necromancer. They had like a Necro Summit before they released to the public and I don't know how it still came out the way it was, but um I, I think that that's definitely the play and I hope that they definitely consider doing that. Yeah. I agree. It'd be pretty dope. Yeah. Especially if they uh, flew us out there, get to hang out. I'll, I'll fly out there, but I'll send you Thanks, dude. Videos. Well, yeah. Thanks, dude. So if I could, I, I got two more things for yeah. the, uh, for the, uh, going into the kind of, uh, don't feel so good about so far on Diablo four. Mm-hmm. Um, I have heard, um, from people with a pretty good degree of confidence that, uh, the last two classes are going to be Amazon and Paladin <laughs> with, with, with Necro being the first class released as the expansion. If, if that's true, or if anything like that is true, one thing that I found very surprising, we were, I was, we were in a Discord call um, for all the people that weren't at BlizzCon, um, me, Rob, Eggman, a, a lot of people were in Discord. We were trying to guess kind of what, what was happening as it was being unveiled. I thought we were going to see some kind of new class. Mm. I thought they'd allocate one slot to mm-hmm. a new class. But it doesn't sound like that's going to happen, and I'm not. I mean, maybe I'm. Sh- maybe they have the analytics. Maybe they have the polls. Maybe they have the data more than I do. But I would have liked to have at least seen one slot dedicated to a new class. Hmm. A- a- anything, anything. Yeah, I can't argue against that. Yeah, so it's funny you mentioned that because one of the topics we had on the slate for today is like, so Riker posted a video of like, okay, this this is what I think that this, as far as skills or, or uh, classes are concerned, these voids aren't filled. And in his video, he conveyed that it was, you know, the summoner was technically not filled and like the ranged archetype is technically not filled, which would lead us to believe that, you know, Necro and like, a, and we saw that me and Peach we took a photo of a, a, yeah. a picture on the floor of BlizzCon and it just said Hunter. And that was it. And that yeah. was Diablo 4 concept art. And so, you know, Hunter would maybe be the Amazon slash Demon Hunter, whatever, bow character. Um, and to me, that makes the most sense, but yeah, it definitely doesn't satiate that like excitement for like, well, what about a new classes? What about things we haven't explored? Um, but yeah, cause I can tell you from playing Barb at the demo of Barb, it felt a lot like a Barb in D3. Mm-hmm. I mean, like a lot to the fact, to the point where it didn't even really feel new. Like sure. It was graphically looked better and all this stuff, but it wasn't like I was playing a completely different game. It was like, oh, if you threw some graphic updates on D3 and updated a couple skills, okay, I'm super familiar with how this is going to work. But when I played Druid, Druid felt different to me, at least more different. And so I instantly gravitated to wanting to play that. So I I played through all the classes a couple times, 
But then all the extra sessions, it was all Druid. Oh my God, this is new. This is different. Druid, Druid, Druid. You know? Seeing you guys. Uh, did you, yeah. Did you agree with that, Fluff? Do you think Barb felt very Barbish? Oh my God. Yeah, of course. Like, I didn't, I felt the Wizard and the Barb felt yeah. like, wow, Same I'm playing Diablo 3, but like the graphics yeah. are way better. Right. So we were all sitting at home wa- watching you guys do it. So you guys would know much better actually being there and, and playing it. But that that's how it looked. I mean, it, they showed the yeah. Barb Leap, Warcry, Whirlwind. It's <laughs> like, well, first of all, I love Barb. So, I mean, I'll, I'll get in there and, and play some more Barb anyway. But that's exactly what I was thinking is this, this is your opportunity to kind of you know, break something open brand new because – that would be, it, there are going to be at least a, a percentage, you know, 100% of the people who may buy it. I don't know if it's one, five, 10, who are going to be like, I'm going to go for whatever's new because I played Diablo 2 and I played Diablo 3. That's 20 years of my life. I'm going to go for something new, but it's not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Fluff would have played Necro, though. I mean, he's the counter argument to that. If Necro's in the game, I don't care if something's new there, he's still going to play Necro. Oh, yeah. Right? Hundred percent. Yeah. So some people have those classes that they just they just lock into. I yeah. think I'm I'm on the boat of I would play new because mm. you know I I want to try the new stuff. I think it's um, dangerous to have Necro as like the first pay to play class again. Yeah. <laughs> if it's not part of the launch, maybe they'll put maybe they'll put a dark warrior, a, a death knight, a demon warrior, or something That'd like that in. Like that's that's the dream for me. Like if they were going to announce a class, that would tickle my fancy a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, you know. So and then the last thing that I had that uh, I, I got to be honest, if from nostalgia, this this was a pretty big letdown, and maybe it will change. Was the Rune Word system? That was the Rune Word Diablo Two is such a godly game, and Rune Words were so powerful, and it was so hard to get those runes and actually make something. When when they said Rune Words are just a like a prefix and a suffix, and their power was just completely nerfed. Um, I, I, maybe it's just nostalgia talking, but I thought it's kind of like Final Fantasy VII had the material system and it was so godly, and then like Diablo II had this iconic rune word system and it was so godly, and it's even your own system. It's like you could have taken that and built upon it, but it seems like it's been watered down, and mm. man, that didn't feel good to me. I, I almost cried. Totally, I think that I you know. share like that is opinion of the internet. I think it's dangerous to just like, oh yeah, we're bringing back rune words. But it's like, it's nothing like Rune Words. So in a sense, it's not Rune Words. We just brought the word Rune Word back because we know it would hype you up. It's like, a, it's such a debate. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm with you on that. But it's, I don't know. It, it's hard to say what I'm, you guys go for a second. I'm going to try to figure out a so, way to express this in a positive, like, an, you know, a better way. Sure. So one thing one thing that runes could do for you with a trading system and there's there's so many one thing that i want to give credit for and i would love to bring the attention of everybody you know how hard it is to design a game you know how hard it is to design a game millions and millions and millions and millions of people are going to play on so many different consoles to balance everything how many teams you have to have i mean it's tough yes but okay no, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I thought you were done, so I was starting. But if you're not, finish your thing. Okay. Well, one more thing that rune words could do for the game is you, and one thing you have to balance around is the trading system. But rune words, runes themselves could be a form of currency. Do you want a currency in the game? If you do want a currency, how do you want it to work? How would it, 
How would it be involved with the trading system? How rare are runes? If runes are really rare and you can't trade them, then you could bring in the godly rune words, right? Because I only drop off of Lilith with this amount of time, and it takes this amount of dungeon keys to get a Lilith key, you know, similar to farming ubers and kill it, killing the uber boss for an Niles charm. There's so many moving pieces, but rune words could open up a whole new thing for you with a currency and with trading that might be at your disposal by not watering it down. If you water it down, you've lost all of it. No one's going to really care about trading it. No one's going to care about finding it. Yeah. I, I What I was trying to say earlier, and I was looking for a way to say it, but I think... I, I really get the feeling that Diablo 4 is following the same path that Destiny did when Destiny launched Destiny 2. They casualified the game so much. They made it complete casual, friendly. Not They took away any complex systems they had. They dumbed them down. Dumbed down choices. Like They took away all, basically everything. The, the gameplay was phenomenal. The mechanics were phenomenal. Graphically phenomenal. But when they took away the complex systems, it destroyed the game to the point where they were even like, my bad, we screwed this up. And, you know, they went in damage control mode for a year trying to fix it and basically had to reboot the game. And I feel like Diablo 4 is going to follow that path. I really am afraid that they're going to overly simplify this because I feel like PoE has the market for like, you want that complex ARPG? Boom, got you right here. Like, you know, you can theory craft for days and still never get all the combinations you want. And I feel like Diablo 4 is trying to appeal to that casual audience. And, and I really think that they're going to target consoles a lot too. I don't know. I don't have any insider info, but I just feel like it's going to be like a joint console PC launch and hold hands and be all friendly and hopefully cross play. If they do, that'd be cool. But um, I'm scared it's going to be too simple. You know, I really am. Yeah, so I that's, think that's you have why... one of the best phrases of, of describing Diablo 4. Like it's, it's far more dangerous for it to be like too casual than it is. I didn't know what you said, but as well, yeah, over casualify it. I don't know. Yeah, I said either, but yeah. Well, yeah. So to to uh, I agree with you. And another way to think about it, maybe from Blizzard's point of view, is it's probably a lot harder to make it more complicated in a good way than to have it a little bit too complicated and just make it a little bit more simple later on. It's probably easier. I, I mean, maybe I'm not a developer. A gaming developer could, could give you the real answer. But if you have a really complicated system and say people say, all right, we tried this. This is way too difficult. I don't get it. Then you can find a way. Okay, well, let's simplify. Like, kind of like the way they did with materials and greater yeah. keys in Diablo. You have to do this and get this fragments and do this and do this trial. And then you can open a greater. And they said, listen, just, just do T16 and get a key and you can open whatever you want. Yeah. But to, and to piggyback off what you were saying earlier, how complicated it is to make a game, it's ridiculous, man. Like, I, I went and toured Blizzard's campus. They wouldn't let us in the, the D4 building. Uh, I think they called it the Fenris building. But it was the biggest building on campus, and I saw so many people walk in and out of there. I Just me guessing, I would say they probably had a 1,000 employees in that building. Like, I'm not bullshitting. It was ridiculously huge. Um, and uh, And, you know... It, yeah. Can you imagine trying to get a thousand people to focus on the same project and task and like, oh, okay, Rax, you're in charge of system design uh, and and fluff. You're in charge of itemization, and uh, I'm in charge of uh, investment. You know, player investment. 
Sure. And like, so we all have different opinions on how the game's going to work anyways. Right. So it's, and then we have, you know, somebody else telling us, well, this is the vision we're going. And we're like, damn, this is stupid as fuck. I got to make an investment team for something I don't even agree with. You know, so I couldn't, you know, it's crazy on, on how much effort goes into it. But um, I think the biggest right thing that Diablo 4 is doing is they're communicating, at least a, in, for, especially for Blizzard terms, they're communicating a lot. So yeah. I hope, I hope they do what Fluff said and they do a summit and they bring us in. And even if it's not us, like get some people that play the game a lot in there and let them play it and yep. give valid feedback. Totally. So. I mean, I want to I say to Di- Blizzard's credit and Diablo Force credit, like, you know, the, the worst thing that they could have done wrong is like, it comes out and it looks like fucking Fortnite and people hate it. Like graphically, the engine looks insane. And like, yeah, that's, that's the that's number cool. one thing you should nail down. So they could change everything about Amazon from now until launch. And so that's what, yeah. that, that's what gives me hope. Yeah. I, I actually like the open world MMO-ness part of it. I think that's really cool, personally. Because, you know, as a big WoW player, I think it'll be cool to be running around, killing shit in the dungeon. And, and I got a taste of that with Lost Ark. And so Lost Ark functions that way. And so, like the world boss, for example, I'm running around in Lost Ark and I start hearing this world boss Auto, you know the audio first i'm like what the hell is that and then i start you know i see my map start to ping and i run over there and then there's like 30 people banging this world boss and he's just fucking us up man he's killing people left and right and i'm like oh shit this is great and it was exciting man it was fun to have all these people just jump in there and start trying to attack this world boss so mm. i don't know if it was 40 it was a lot of people though and another thing another thing that uh i don't know how much it I don't know how much it applies in like the gaming industry, but of course it it's a huge thing in like the sporting industry is Blizzard probably has all the pressure on them in the world for this game to be incredible. Yeah. So hopefully that doesn't serve as, as a negative thing. Hopefully it serves as an inspiring thing, but the whole world is looking at them. It's all right. Well, you made Diablo two, which is like the greatest and Diablo three. I mean, it was very successful in terms of uh, how much it's sold, but its success as a game, as it's um, gone on and on, and as a release is, I don't know, you could say debated. And now you're coming out with the the big guns, Diablo 4, and we have Path of Exile now, and we have Wilson, and we have Lost Ark, and the the whole world's watching you. So I try to keep that in mind as well and try to not be somebody who, especially in these very early stages, these pre-alpha stages, it's just kind of, hunting for answers and putting more pressure on them you know what i mean i you know and and that being said uh to defend it a slightly like i did get to meet some of the d4 devs and talk to them while i was there and they were really cool people they're really nice people uh they want the game to be good i don't think anybody's intention is to go in this and be like oh this is gonna we're gonna make a shit game so (laughs) they're they're trying crap they're trying to please everybody and just and just even like us talking now about ssf like SSF is a, is a pretty important feature to a lot of us. And a lot of you listening or watching this are going to be like, I, I can care less about SSF. So that's just like the, you know, just an example of how much they have to please mm-hmm. to get everybody covered. So um, I, I, I think I came off negative against Diablo 4 and I'm not. I, I definitely enjoyed the demo. I'm excited for it. I'm scared that it's not going to be what I personally want it to be, but I hope we get to play more and it's, right. it turns out awesome. So. Mm. was that all you had for dl4 it's all it's all i had man. okay great 
Uh, now, while we're on the subject of D4, you know, something came out in the news this week. I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but I thought it was significant enough to even just mention real quick. Um, let me see if I can bring it up. Here we go. So, on the official Diablo YouTube, right? So, we talked about this months ago. So, everyone confirmed, like, oh, this is Rathma, and some, like, files were leaked. The press was released, and some of the details of, like, the the video file was, like, oh, Rathma's talking. But then Blizzard, on their official Diablo page, they closed caption the video, and this guy, they call him Magnus. Yeah. You want to know what that is? Do you know? I got I got the answer right oh, okay, now. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, I'm speculating. This okay. is my answer. They're going to call him Magnus, and then later on in the game, he's going to be confirmed to be Rothman. Uh, they're going to so be trying like, to throw people off? Yeah, they're going to be like, oh, it's Magnus and this and that. And then like act two or three, it's going to be like, oh, Magnus is Rothma. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think they're so just So it's not technically lying. It's just yeah, like, okay. I think they're debating us personally. Mm. But I don't know. It, so, yeah, the the it was the... um Premiere file or the Adobe After Effects file right. or something, right? It had the tag of Rothma in the notes. I don't know. What do you think, Rex? Uh, I, I, I saw the thing where they thought it was Rothma. Um, I'll, I'll tell you guys a secret. I, I usually don't follow the lore too much. I just yeah. log in and I start killing zombies. <laughs> I'm the same way. Right. I don't follow lore that much right. either. I do enough. Actually, I live more for the podcast than I ever have. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you know. Which Fluff takes me back. Of Lilith and, and uh, paint was pretty awesome. Yeah, so. there you go. Um, so, Rax, were you, did you play Final Fantasy VII at all? <laughs> if I had to make, uh, uh, say, top 50 games of all time, Final Fantasy VII would be number one. I, God damn. I got love for that game more than any game ever. So, this I is love. why I bring it up. Because, like, so you're, we, we're akin, right? Like, I hate. Like, I hate story. Like, I, I honestly just, like, I'd rather Diablo 4 just, like, focus on gameplay and, like, right, campaign and yeah. throw it out the window. But if you were to play, and I, I don't know if you are planning to or not, Final Fantasy VII Remake, I haven't watched a cutscene in, like, 20 years of my adult life. And But I have that, you know, Final Fantasy VII was, like, one of the greatest games of all time. I was, like, I was into that game. Am I, as an adult, you know, as a fully-fledged gamer, going to be able to watch a cutscene now? Even if it is like you know the game that I really really liked as a child, I don't know. What what do you what are your thoughts? Are you, do you think you're actually going to be able to sit through a cutscene? Oh yeah, man. <laughs> oh, I mean, this... I, I mean, I played the demo. Did you play the demo? Uh-uh. I I purposely didn't. I'm oh, gonna go and God. I'm going to. Talk, what did you think? Well, yeah, I won't spoil. I won't spoil anything. The demo was fucking phenomenal dude. yeah dude i i know dude it's gonna be bad man it's gonna be like, bad. i i have the playstation right now i can look over and see the timer and by the way it's launching thursday at 11 p.m central i don't know what time zone you guys mm. are in but oh it's thursday okay well for me because i'm central time because it's going to launch at midnight east coast i think we're all okay. so if you're on the east coast it's actually going to be at midnight on on you know thursday night friday morning whatever mm. you want to call it yeah, and so, then so yeah. since i'm central it's going to be 11 and if you're west coast it would be nine Mm. what i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna treat it like a d3 season. oh my i'm gonna binge the shit out of it i'm thinking about going to bed early on wednesday so so i can like 18 hour 20 hour it so i can't help but think that like i'll probably be done with it over the weekend are you gonna buy a ps4 just to play it i already that did that's so stupid dude that game dude that game 
That game was so godly, man. Final yeah. Fantasy VII. Yeah. He says, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> what do you think about this, Rex? I throw it around all the time and people omega lol. But what if they had an isometric ARPG set in the Final Fantasy VII universe? I feel like that could be like the best thing of all time. Because you got materia, dude. You could say, Rax, what do you think about ketchup on ice cream, but Final <laughs> Fantasy VII as well? And I, I'd be down for it, man. Dude, he's, I, like, he's, I the kid, it. he's buying like the fucking cloud-shaped uh, freezer pops <laughs> and shit, put them in his fridge. Yeah, I think it's funny. I, I don't you know know how popular the game is, but amongst the three of us, we've all played the shit out of, of the original. And I'm stoked for the for the remake. I just hope they don't fuck the story up, mm. you know. But at that being said, and we're derailing from ARPGs a lot, but how upset are you guys going to be when they deviate? They have to deviate. If they follow the story, you know, to the point, we already know it. I already know it. Like, mm-hmm. I want, and there need to be some deviation, I guess. The more I thought about it, the more I'm like, yeah, I want them to, to mix things up. I just kind of feel like they're just going to do a bunch of filler. They're not gonna, really going to deviate that hard. I think they're just going to The core do, like, story will still be there. Yeah. But- I mean, this is not the kind of in in depth answer you would want, man. But I'm just I don't care what they do. I'm gonna play it, man. I don't I don't care. I'm gonna beat it and then I'm gonna beat it again, then I'm gonna speed run it, then I'm gonna beat it backwards and then I'm gonna level the ninety nine yeah, farming goblins outside Midgar. I hope it has end game to it. That's my biggest yeah. hope. I hope I hope that it's not just okay, I spend eight to 10 to 20 hours, however long the campaign takes. And then I shelf it. Like I want to like finish the campaign and be like, Ooh, now I get to go do all this side shit or right. like all this. End well, game. I mean, if it was a copy paste, we'd be like, okay, cool. Like we're going to grind everyone to have like max nights of the round and like self revive Phoenix. And like, like that would yeah. be the dream, but that's not what we're getting. We're getting like the first six hours. So it's like, it's hard yeah, to imagine how we're going to spend more than like three days. As yeah, and the, the, it's, it's hard to imagine how we're going to wait another year for the part two yeah. to come out and then another year for the part three to come out. Like, I could be dead before this shit even releases. Right. Like, what the hell? Well, well, I've been stocking up on Kleenex lately, but it's not for coronavirus. It's to dry my tears rating for part two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally, dude. <laughs> Have they announced how long? Is it a year? I think a year at least, yeah. Months? A year. Fuck, man. That's almost as bad as waiting for a final season of Game of Thrones just to get absolutely kicked in the nuts. Right. You know? Yeah, that was that was deplorable. Yeah, so bad. I gotta be honest though, I'm I'm more hyped for Di- uh, Poe two than I am for Final Fantasy seven remake. What? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're a Poe streamer now. I get it. Oh God. I'm still yeah. the face of Diablo. Just saying. <laughs> uh, but I'm curious. So, like, so Diablo will probably delay this season, which I'm actually kind of happy for. Like, as with all this Corona stuff happening, I hope we finally get this stagger going that we've been talking about forever. Because I hate. That I had you to choose. Delay too. They were talking True. about even, even like you know the communication the problems they had with the, uh, with the nerfs and stuff. You know, so well that wasn't. Yeah, that was. How just... did that go over? So I mean, let's t- let's jump into POE just sure. a little bit. Uh, so I read Bex's um, post. You know, right. where she linked and and talked about. I'm sorry, we did this and we told you we weren't and all that. So mm. like, has the community simmered down? Is people still pissed? I mean, I think fight? honestly, like there's such love for Chris Wilson and, and uh, Bex. Like anytime Bex says anything, she's so like loved by the community. Like it just like smoothed things over. So I think that there was a lot of rage before Bex came out the post. It was like, yeah, we kind of fucked up. 
like we said, we weren't going to nerf it. And then we did. And we realized like that made people like probably lose currency and stuff like that. So they kind of said that like, this won't happen again. And then it seemed like the community just like totally flipped and were like, oh, it's okay. Like this shit happens. It's fine. So yeah. hmm. that's cool. It's cool that they're able to bounce back and recover. Yeah. So. Um. All right. Let's hit any other ARPGs that you guys want to want to. Yeah, cover? I wanted to ask uh, Rax's opinion. So, like, he played Wilson super hardcore, and we haven't had anyone on the podcast besides me that like went fucking ham on some Wilson for a while. So, I was curious, what were your thoughts, and what are your thoughts now after <laughs> having played it? Probably even harder than me. Yeah, I did. Uh, so, one thing that people this is probably this is probably a minor detail to most people, but a lot of people don't understand how hard it is to level up in that game. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the highest level. So I'm 84.6 and the highest level is 90. And I think I'm, I think someone calculated it that I'm like, I, I could be wrong. I'm like 5% of the way to 90. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's uh, the leveling system. It gets, I mean, once you get to about, 79 it becomes outrageously i mean it's even harder than d2 difficult um you know a lot of the things that a lot of people crucified the game for i tried my best to let it go even though it was obviously a huge bother crashing constantly you can't do group play i was playing solo all the time because if you brought in somebody else it lagged too much um the end game system was almost non-existent you just run dungeons and dungeons over and over and over and you just uh, level up which is impossible to do so once casuals figure that out and they get that far i don't know what incentive they're going to have to play mm-hmm. you could get knocked out of the map you can get infinitely cc'd by the untainteds um and it's it's kind of a complicated game where you can only use certain abilities with certain items on, but in very, very specific scenarios, you can find items that enable you to use different skills that you wouldn't be able to use. And when you can do that, you can do crazy things like crowd control the whole map and apply stasis when you apply stasis, when you're a melee character, you can take a node that makes you do outrageous damage. But then it's very hard as a streamer to teach your viewers when they want, when they see you smashing the highest level content. How are you doing that? How are you grouping them up? How are you using that skill? How are you applying stasis? Well, you have to run this super hard thing and you have to not die. And at the end, you have to get this certain item and then you have to craft it this way. Mm-hmm. And then you got to take all these runes and then you got to spec a completely different way. So it was, I don't know. I, I can't, maybe you'd be, maybe Fluffy and Peach Child, you guys would be better to compare it because I, I don't know Path of Exile, but it was a complication in the game that I found very hard to relate to the casual people. And honestly, I had a hard time promoting to them oh yeah, all you have to do is get all this stuff and then you can do what I'm doing. Well, that's going to be very hard for you to do. Right. I think that like PoE just runs with that. Like, so Mathel will come out with build guides all the time and the shit that he's wearing, <laughs> like you're a casual player. You're never going to see that. You're never going to be able to afford that. And then let alone Mathel makes the build and prices jump on the market. <laughs> like, so 
Uh, yeah, I think there's just that like, well, you know, this is what you need for the build guys and uh, good luck kind of thing. So yeah, it, it definitely feels bad from like a viewer perspective. You're like, you see like this high end player that's like, wow, that looks amazing. How do I do that? And then you have to tell them like, well, like this is what you need to do. Like, good luck. You probably will never it, be able to do it. And then it relates back to our D3 topic about people smashing 150s and the viewers mm-hmm. being like, oh, I don't care anymore because people are doing it. But it's, it's, if they see you doing something like, oh, either if, if it's just a little bit like maybe I could do that and that keeps them entertained, it keeps them wanting to, to keep playing the game. But as soon as they are like, I'm never going to get that. It's like they cut off. Right. You know, it's like, I'm done. I, you know, why do I care anymore? Mm-hmm. And an, yeah, another another. Problem, which I think when we were talking about how Diablo four is so simplistic, another problem that arises in Wilson that I think Diablo is trying to solve for, but there is also a danger. There's an inherent danger in solving for it is people see, okay, Rax, you've got an anomaly shield with really high block efficiency. And now you're, now you're immortal and you can gather everything and you can apply stasis. So you're telling me I need to run, I need to run these, these untainted and get an anomaly shield. Well, then they start to get all these other things. Oh, this allows me to cast Lightbringer. This allows me to cast Aether Jump. Is this good? Is this good? Is this good? Do I keep this? Do I keep this? They, they just don't know. And there's no easy way to explain it to people. Mm-hmm. So I think Diablo may be trying to overcompensate and solve for that in put this weapon on. Does the attack button, is it green and does it go up? <laughs> well, then you want to keep that. It's like, well, right. that's not what we want either. But we don't want it so freaking complicated that the only way you're going to know is if you go to Rax's stream and ask Rax if that's good and or Fluffy or Pea Child, and we're not going to be able to sit there and sift through 5 million items to tell you what's good or bad. Mm-hmm. And then with Diablo 4, as you guys were alluding to earlier, if there's all these random rolls for all these powers, angelic powers, on top of it, it's going to be like, well, m- maybe there won't even be a, a definition of what's a good item hmm. depending on what you're wearing. I'm not even sure. Yeah. So you mentioned you haven't played a lot of Path of Exile. Why, why is that? I guess. So I did completely full clear the game okay. about two years ago. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good game. Um, my, my brother is a, uh, he's a, He's a good gamer as well, and he was very into Path of Exile. So my experience was very different from most people. I had somebody, my brother was just, I had a six, back then, I had a six-linked Voltaxic Rift with godly everything, and I was just, instantly, I was just always Motown, but it was because my brother was carrying me. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what it's like to actually start up and build a character and do my own research, and so I didn't even get the right experience. The thing for me about Path of Exile, the reason why I like I like Diablo because of the nostalgia. That's probably the main thing. The, the one thing about PoE that makes it very hard for me to play is when I turn on the game and I look at the graphics, my eyes say, wah. It's like this game was made in like the 1980s or something. And I heard that Path of Exile 2 is going to come up with a graphic improvement. It's a really dumb g- reason to not like a game, but... but. Can you still play Diablo 2? I can. I love Diablo 2. <laughs> that makes no sense. But, like, okay, but. okay. Anytime I see Diablo 2, I want to vomit. I can't do it. I can't do it. But 
Diablo 2 is Diablo 2, though. You know what I'm saying? I I'm, I I know. <laughs> it's like I get it, man. I I cuz like so Final Fantasy 7 is that game for me. Like I think everybody has that one game. I could still play Final Fantasy 7 today and I don't give a shit about the graphics. It doesn't bother me at all. But There's man, no I saw like Fluff that. trying to play Diablo 2 the other day and literally I was like, "Uh, like I couldn't take it, man." I was like, "Oh, man. Couldn't couldn't do it." Um and, and graphically, POV's come a long ways lately, but it's still off, and I don't know what it is. If you freeze frame it and you look at the the, the screen, it's like, oh, that looks cool, man. The grass looks good, the water looks good. They got floaty, like little magic fireflies and shit, and it just it looks pretty good. But then when you see your character moving, something is just off. I don't, I can't put my finger on it. So, it's crazy. You guys are crazy. It, it, it's not a bad game. I enjoyed it when I played it. My experience was nothing like most people. I was just given a god tier character, sure. and I just mowed everything down. I, I will say the first the first time I really tried to play it, I played with Fluff, and he gave me uh, the tabula or whatever that chess piece was that was come a six link tabula rasa. Yes, I don't know. He gave me the come hard. Yeah, yeah, come real hard. And so I put that on and. I, I breezed through the game. It was it was easy. It was fun. I had a good time. I didn't learn anything about like <laughs> really how to play the game though, but it was okay. Then the second time that I tried to play through it, uh, I followed just a build guide and played by myself. And chat was obviously helping me when I would get lost, but um, it was a completely different experience, and it was fun. Uh, I didn't dislike it, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I played a lot of Diablo 2 and I was a diehard fan. I couldn't go back and play Diablo 2. I was a pro Halo 1 player. I couldn't I can't go back and play Halo 1. It looks like shit. It plays like shit. It's laggy as fuck. Like I no. I I, I can't. Final Fantasy 7? Are you kidding me? Those are like your hands are like blocks or it's like Minecraft. I I can't play any of those games. But when you guys say like, "Oh, I can't play PvE because the graphics aren't good enough." Like I, I, that's I, not a deterrent for me to not play it all right. I will say that if they don't fucking do something with that UI when PoE 2 launches <laughs> I'm not going to play it I'm going to boycott just because that UI is the shittiest UI I've ever seen in my life like even fucking Wilson's UI was like 10 times better than PoE's I don't understand can they not afford a UI artist and like team <laughs> like how fucking hard is it to update the UI like you don't have to change functionality just pretty it up man hire some dude to do some graphics chat anybody in here do graphics like <laughs> hit up chris wilson you know no so i don't know yeah I, I like poe i have respect for their development team i have respect for the crazy amount of content how they change everything up uh godly game i might might jump into it at some point at which point i will be begging you for help but uh i haven't uh, completely burnt out of d3 yet sure yeah, uh, that's that's I, I will say that though is is if Poe is is your cup of tea with Poe two in the horizon, like that's got to be super exciting because I I don't think they're gonna fuck over their core fan base. I think they're gonna just continue flying forward. You yeah. know. So, do we want to look at this uh, PlayStation it, controller? Yeah, let's do okay. that. Any other games b- before that you guys are hyped up about besides what we've talked about? Anything else we want to hit? Final Fantasy Seven. Nothing know, else matters. Nothing, <laughs> nothing yeah. else matters. Right. I, I'm I'm hyped for that. Wild Shadowlands. Uh, I'm I'm kind of excited for that a little bit. That's going into beta soon, right? 
Like they came out. Uh, I don't know. I won't play the beta if it does because it'll ruin. Mm. I think it just takes away the experience of launch day for me personally. Okay. Um, and then Cyberpunk. I'm I'm excited for Cyberpunk 2077 eventually. So. All right then. All right. Yep. Let's look at this controller. controller. What is this thing? You know, this reminds me of like Portal. You can click it, and it's a pretty high res image actually. Like portal, you can like shoot. If this was orange, it'd it be like does. the portal gun. <laughs> uh, so there's also a side view, like that view right there made me go, uh, and I, I think it mm. looks really horrible. Are there still um, two but when you look at it from the side view, yeah, there's a there's a side one that looks well. Um, let me go back. Oh, it's a different tab. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Okay, that looks pretty good. And and my problem, I, I like I have bigger hands, and so I don't want a tiny ass controller. So I feel like this one's a little larger than the other one. Mm. So th- that's kind of cool. They apparently the technology they put in it, they added a resistance mechanism to the triggers. So like let's say then the example they use is if you're drawing a bowstring, it can add resistance to the trigger to make it feel more like you're pulling a bowstring. Um, I don't know how that's going to play out and and actually feel, but. That's mm. cool. They're trying to innovate something there. Um, they took the light bar off the top. So if you're doing any kind of motion tracking with the camera, a lot of games use the controller for, for tracking. I don't know what they built in. Clearly, that's a USB-C port on the front. So they're upgrading technology there. Um, so I don't know, man. It looks okay to me. I don't, I'm not... Microsoft One looks just like an Xbox One controller. So I was like, okay, you didn't change anything. So, and they're like, oh, and the Xbox One's controllers are yeah. forward compatible. I'm just like, so you didn't do shit. Okay, I gotcha. I mean, I don't so, really care what they do with their controller. Like, I'm probably just going to replace it with the scuff either way. So, like. Well, that's the thing. Like, I have a scuff, and I, I, I but, you know, scuffs are going to be modeled off of this, yeah. you know, kind of design. They're just going to put paddles on the back. But yeah. you got to have your scuff if you play any kind of FPS or anything. So, and I don't see myself playing FPS on console anyways, so I'm just going to play. Halo next could be console only. It's got to come out on PC, dude. I would hope. I don't know. I feel like I'd be pretty booty. I haven't played a controller FPS in a long time. So. Same. You're off. But, but Halo's, yeah, it's, that's Microsoft shit. So you bought the wrong console if you're ready for Halo. You're going to have to buy <laughs> Xbox, you know, right? Yeah, I'm aware. Thank you. So So listen, you bought a PS4 six months before they're gonna release i'm aware i'm aware the worst case scenario i beat on 2013 fluff i beat final fantasy 7 over the weekend and i'll just return the playstation oh wow physical copy i hope i guess yeah okay you can at least trade that in for something too right Mm -hmm. oh man horrible yeah all right Twitter? You guys want to you guys want to take some Twitter questions? Let's do you have do any it. fluff hates this week? I didn't really. Oh yeah, I got one fluff hates. This is super relevant. Got? Okay, so yeah. um, I was at uh, BlizzCon and uh, it was me, Quinn sixty nine, and Riker and Siegel and Siegel's I think fiance or girlfriend. She played Diablo three. I was like, wow, like that's really cool. You played Diablo three, like. She's like, yeah, but I don't know who you are. I'm like, that's totally fine. Like, that's fine. What class do you play? She goes, well, I play necro. I was like, oh, okay. Like, you really? Like, you haven't seen any any of my videos? That's crazy. Like, who do you who do you watch? And she goes, Rax, fucking Rax. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Sorry, man. for the week. Yeah. No more, no more necro videos. Get off my That's class. Funny. That's funny. 
Um, all right, let's let's set up some questions. If you guys want to submit questions to the podcast, you can tweet them at Lord Fluffy, Lord underscore underscore Fluffy, or at myself. Join our discords. We have an Ask New Meta section. You can drop your questions in there, and we'll try to take them every week. Uh, the first question we have comes from Kiray, and he says, um, if you were not making any money whatsoever on Twitch by playing long hours of games, would you still be playing every day and for long hours? So if this was purely 100% just for for fun, I guess, is the question. Yeah, me, 100%. I, I Either way, for me, like I was playing yeah. games this long before I started streaming, and no, the streaming didn't change anything. I just pointed a camera at my face, you know? Mm-hmm. By you, Rex. I didn't know there was anything else to life. <laughs> I mean, just, just blast games. That's that's all there is to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I I would say I would definitely take more breaks than I do. Like seven days a week for 14 months. I don't think I would have done that if, if I wasn't trying that's to true. build a career out of Twitch. You know what I mean? Trying to find a way to, to see if this is feasible. Right. Um, do I still play an ungodly amount of hours? Yes. I mean, I still play off stream an ungodly amount of hours. So I just don't turn the camera on. When you have the camera on, it changes things. It's not quite the same. It makes it more, a little more, you have to worry about being entertaining mm. at times versus yeah. just like sitting back and enjoying You're on stage all the time. Yeah. So it, it, it's definitely a different dynamic. Um, so I would say I would probably. Uh, not stream as much, but I would still play as much. That makes sense. So, yeah, that's true. There is there is something to that. Like, I, I would not feel as bad for take. I do feel bad like when I take vacation because it's like it's two mm-hmm. three weeks I'm not there. Like this season, like I felt bad for playing Path of Exile when it came out the same time as Diablo three. Like that feels bad because I know I have a lot of like people that want to watch me play Diablo. Like whereas if I was just playing the game, I'd just fucking go play Poe and it wouldn't matter. So, yeah, there is that consideration that definitely changes things. Yeah, so to piggyback on what Fluffy just said, uh, I was, uh, earlier today, we were talking about um, in my high school, there were, the only two things I did growing up was I played soccer and I played video games. That's what I did. And there were some people in my high school that would say, well, are you other than the the soccer team, are you, you going to have any real friends? Are you going to have any other social life? I mean, when are you going to make some real friends? Well, you can fast forward, you know, 10 years or whatever, and all the people, all the friends that they had, you know, they go out boozing every weekend, and then they go to the different colleges, wherever. It's like, well, how many uh, how many of those people are, are you still in contact with? Because I've got I've got quite a few lifelong friends that... Uh, that I met playing video games and we still play games. We are always going to have that common interest. and We're going to be friends forever. Part, you know, it's not, to me, it's not just playing video games. It's, I mean, you may make a lot of friends doing it. Too. Yeah. It's, it's hanging out with your buds. And I think that's something that my parents didn't understand. Uh, Cause I have a brother, a younger brother that's um, like nine years younger than me. So as I was in, you know, graduating, high school and going into college, he was just starting to hit like junior high level, just kind of starting to be old enough for me to be like, all right, dude, you can start to hang out a little bit. And so I, I got him into, into world of Warcraft when it, you know, in 2004, when it came out 
And, and uh, my mom was so pissed off. She was like, he's not going to make any friends. All he wants to do is sit there and do raids and do this and that. And, um, and all that kind of shit. And like, we still play games together. Like it's hanging out with your buds. It's not just like you playing Super Mario, you know, in your room by yourself all day. And I, I think the social aspect is, is a lot of people don't get it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so exactly. Um, Johnson's, uh, Johnson's light. O2 says in what scenario would you guys stream Minecraft dungeons on release? Uh, who, I don't know who makes Minecraft, whatever company makes them. If they came to me and they're like, we're going to sponsor the fuck out of your stream. I would be like, okay, maybe let me see. And what are we talking here? You know, that's about it. That's probably the only scenario or unless I lost a bet to fluff about some dumb shit, you know? Yeah, man, uh, that's a terrifying thought, to be honest. Like, <laughs> I was so relieved, honestly. I was relieved. Uh, someone, like, linked a clip and, like, the inventory slots. They had, like, literally, like, two inventory slots. I was like, oh, thank God. Because I was so fearful of a landscape where the best ARPG on the market is fucking Minecraft Dungeons. I was, like, having nightmares. I'd wake up in, like, hot sweats thinking about that, like, how I'd have to change my audience. And, like, I'd have to do the pond pond every day. Because I got like five year olds watching, I was freaking out. So I'm so excited that it's probably gonna be a garbage game. Yeah. So I've never played Minecraft before. So I don't know. When it comes out, shoot me a message. Maybe I'll jump on and see what it's all about. <laughs> try is, anything once. Rax is secretly like, fuck, I was gonna play that. I yeah. Play <laughs> I was like, I'm changing my answer now. He's like, <laughs> I can't admit to it now, dude. Um, uh maester major says would you like to see area damage be reintroduced in d4 if it was more consistent or should it be left behind in d3 it should absolutely be left behind mm. area damage has been the bane of my existence it makes builds way more powerful than they should be and it lags the game i mean if they can figure out their engine problems then we can talk about area damage but i was so glad to not see that stat anywhere on any piece of anything in diablo 4 I think it's caused the developers so many problems. I don't think there's any chance we see area damage again. Yeah. I think I agree. Yeah. You're we, probably right. It won't be there because of that. But we talked about like all the ways to scaling damage. And so like area damage is a way of scaling damage. I'm I'm kind of down for it. It's like I want to hit something and then everything around it gets a little bit hurt. I, I mean, I think that ways of doing damage is good. So I wouldn't want to see them take anything out. But like if it causes like the lag that it causes now, like, oh God, no. Please no. Yeah, but yeah. hopefully they figure all that out, right? Like, so Wilson, you do right. too much damage over time. You fucking fall through the world. Like, what? You know, like, hopefully they have all that stuff worked out. Yeah, I, I, I still want to see skills in the game like Meteor, for example, that hit a big area of players. Mm -hmm. now, that's not necessarily area damage no. in the form that we see it in D3. But there still needs to be, like, area effect abilities and stuff. And there will be, I'm sure. But not in its current state in D3 now. And... I think hopefully it's an eye-opening thing for them in D3, seeing what area damage does to the game. I think they got to be like, okay, we can't ever have this happen again. How can we fix that shit? So. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, AoE and splash damage should definitely be in the game. Just for the love of God, don't completely reintroduce area damage as they released it in Diablo 3. Yeah. Uh, Demonic Grizz says, being as you both make a living using computers, let's say they didn't exist, what career would you see yourself choosing to make a living? Uh, Fluff and I are both in kind of IT, you know, software engineer and IT here. 
Um, I don't know what you did before, Rax, but if, you know, let's say you had to switch it up, you're a full-time Twitch streamer now, what would you do if you didn't have a computer to stream? What's, what's your career? Um, so are we answering this what I would like to do or what I would do? What? <laughs> uh, you're, you're just graduating high school. What are you going to choose? What are you going to pursue? Um, College. So uh, my degree is in mathematics. So I would probably, if I could do it again, I'd probably just be an actuary because an actuary is a mathematician that just makes more money. So yeah. I probably, I probably go back to being an actuary, which is what I did uh, before. Before I was in the actuarial and the, and the product department of a of an insurance company before I I left. That sounds I'd probably horrible, just go, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I probably just go crunch some numbers. Yeah. All right. How about you, Fluff? Uh, so I can't have anything to do with the computer at all. Well, I mean, we'll see. I mean, can I still like video edit? No. Okay. Fuck you. Um. I mean, I want to do something with traveling. I guess I could be a travel agent or something. There you go. Travel agent? Yeah. All right. But you? Um, God, I don't know. My, my, everything in my world is yeah, computer related. Same. Like everything. So, um, uh, hypothetically, I'd be a race car driver. I mean, we're shooting big here. It'd be fun yeah. as hell. And yeah. I like to do dumb shit and go fast. So. If we could do if we could do anything, one thing that I I thought I might do when I was a very young kid, this uh, this opportunity, um, I had a surgery on my ear when I was eleven, so I, I that opportunity was gone when I was eleven. I would definitely volunteer as a one way ticket to be the first astronaut to go to Mars, if they're hmm. ever going to send people. I'd a one way ticket. You're like fuck it, I'll go die on Mars. Yep, yep, I'll do it. That's I mean, ballsy. There's no way. <laughs> We're gonna stream it every day for ten years till we get to Mars. But you just yeah. get reported for self harm. So <laughs> <laughs> NASA owns that. You get monetization. Strike. Monka TOS. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, where are we at? Let's see. Gutless Vermin says, if Blizz came to you and asked you for one thing, one hundred percent want in D want in D four, what would it be? I can answer for Fluff. Can I answer for you, Fluff? If you say Necro. <laughs> you can't say Necro, dude. Okay. One thing in D4. You guys have anything? It's hard. You got something, Rex? Yes. Okay. The one thing that I want more than anything, more than anything by far, you can take away everything else, is I want a godly endgame system. That's what I want. I want a godly endgame system that's giving me stuff to chase after, stuff to compete against, something that has gives the game tremendous longevity. Because Lord knows, even if they don't put that in there, I'll be blasting it anyway. So I need an endgame system that is deep and complex and lasts a long time. I'd take that over anything else. I agree with you with that and tack on variety to that too. Like I don't want, you know, obviously that's part of it, but a huge variety uh, would be cool. I'll come up with my own though, but that's a good one. Um, couch co-op for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Solid. Solid. Yeah. Uh, what, do you, what do you got? <laughs> uh, gosh. I mean, I guess SSF, man. I would really like an official SSF. 
and not this like unofficial thing that we have to do in Diablo 3 right now. This is like the honor system. Like it's garbage. Like I, I hate, I'm, I love that the community like stepped up and, and did that and good on you for the people that did that. But it's just like honor system. No, I don't trust people. Are you kidding? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I'm with you. Uh, I, you know, I don't, I didn't analyze this question and, and spend a lot of time thinking about it, but I would say I really want variety in classes and I think that D3 is like spam your buttons on cooldown way too much. And there's no, um, it's not cerebral at all. Yeah, it, it's not, man. It's like literally if they would just put like the game would function even better if they would just put an auto cast system in Diablo three from the way they designed it. And and I don't want that. And I want classes to feel different. And I don't feel like they feel that different in Diablo three. It's like we you know, you're pretty much just smashing big groups enemies. I would love to feel like some major variety between play styles and, and classes and things. So that way, if I'm playing a druid, it feels so much different than if I'm playing a sorceress or whatever other classes they put in the game. So, um, but, but end game. And I mean, you know, that's assuming that we got a good end game and we got good systems and we have good loot and all those other things. So all those things have to be in there to make that work. So um, onion says, it looks like skills will no longer have runes baseline in D4. Rather, rune-like effects will be moved to the skill tree and items. You think this is a good change? So um, this is going to be a, a, a garbage answer for me. I won't know until I try it. Mm. I've got to mm. try it and see what it's like. Um, I have too many times before in too many games... I've thought something and been biased one way or another, and then I try it. And then sometimes that bias still lingers and I either like it or I don't like it when I'm really not giving it a fair shot. Um, I think a lot of the things that they have done at least so far, and maybe it's not fair to judge because it's pre-alpha are a little bit too basic. So I'd like to see them complicate things more, but it's yeah. hard. It's very hard for me to answer until I try it. Mm. I got something for the last question. I just thought of something better. I'm going to say PVP. Some mm. good goddamn PVP. I'm talking like phenomenal PVP. Because, you know, PVP is the only content that it's just like, it doesn't, it keeps itself fresh. Every game you play is different. And if they put good game modes in there, you know, if there are game modes, if it's not just running the zone and gank everybody. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, which I'm afraid that's what it's going to be, but... If they actually put game modes in there that are fun, then I would say really good PvP for the last well, one. On that note, P-Child, one, one terrifying thing that made me a little bit sad um, that in my World of Warcraft days, and maybe you can remember the time when Blizzard actually just came out and said this, but um, I was big into PvP, man. High Warlord grind, go for Gladiator every season, uh, rated Battlegrounds. Um they came out and people were getting upset with the balance of classes in PvP. And they just, just straight out came out and said, we are not balancing the game around PvP. Yeah, and which doesn't... And, and, and they even started out... Well, I shouldn't say started out. At some point, I don't know exactly what expansion because they all blend together. But when they started doing PvP gear sets and PvP gear versus the PvE stuff, I felt like that was a step in the right direction because you could grind PvP to get PvP weapons and gear to play PvP 
and those stats affected it. It was only when they started letting the PVE shit filter in that was better than the PVP shit that it really caused a problem for me. But um, I think it's a lazy way out to say that we're not going to balance around PVP because it doesn't make sense as soon as you flag for PVP. Do you remember, Rax, did you play a lot in um, uh, Mr. Mr. Pandaria where they had the island? What was the name of the island that you used to go to? Timeless Isle or something shit like that? I played Vanilla, BC, and Wrath of the Lich King, Never Beyond. Okay. So uh, it, later on, they added an island. And if you once you engage in PvP combat, all your stats would flip to PvP stats. And then you could no longer, like, you know, you would get your ass kicked by PV, PvE a lot of times. But it made the engagements more fun and more, more fair. So if you ran around the world in your PvP gear and got into fights, you'd kick people's asses. And it was... It was a good system. So yeah, it does disappoint me if they do that with D4. If they're like, hey, we're not going to balance this. Like, that's abandoning it, in my opinion. That's like saying, hey, we put this game mode in there to say we have it, but that's not truly supporting it. So, And yeah, I agree with what you said because w- let's, let's say, okay, so let's take scenario one. Let's say the classes aren't balanced. Okay, and then you take your scenario. They release the PvP gear. And the PvP gear has resilience on it, which now gives you tremendous, tremendous damage reduction. Right. Well, na- well now, no matter how, at least in one area of PvP survivability, now you have um, a way to make yourself as tanky as you need to be, but not any tankier. So if your class is super squishy, well, too bad. You got to wear all PvP gear. But if your class was kind of squishy you could wear maybe half and half and try to throw some pve gear on if, if you were feeling brave at least at least back when i quit but mm-hmm. you said it was a step in the right direction i think it definitely was because now all of a sudden the classes that are just getting one shot at all the time well there's no excuse now you can put on full resilience gear and you'll be just fine right yeah they, they can definitely there's ways to balance it so um anyway back to the other thing do we do we think that the runes be, not being baseline on the skills, yeah, it, it depends on their system. Like, it's you can't really. I will say, I, like, the, the rune system sucks at D three. Pee so. when it first came out, and I saw like, okay, so links skills, they're gonna be skills, and then you're gonna link stuff to them. I do remember being like, okay, wow, on paper that looks really good, and then obviously in practice, it was it was pretty great. But I do like remember reading runes and be like, well, like there's gonna be a best one, and you're like probably never gonna use the other ones, and like. You know that kind of came to pass so uh, yeah i don't like how they're doing things right now obviously and so anything that gets away from that i hope that the all four has some better ideas in that regard mm-hmm. um lv winch says rack seems to favor necro also where there'll be a friendly competition between lord fluffy and racks with necro shit Maybe next season. I don't know exactly when the time frame is, but maybe I missed that part of the question. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they In Diablo 4 or Diablo 3? What are we talking about here? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. No. Diablo 3, uh, like, I can't keep up with Rax's machine-style grinding 150s. <laughs> are you kidding yeah. me? Just grind grind those Paragons. Maybe they put a Paragon cap in. You know. Yeah, now maybe, we're talking. You know? Let's go, baby. I, I'm too yeah. scared. I, I back out. <laughs> smart uh right smart <laughs> uh binary says um have any of you played control remedy yet 
I have no idea. I didn't know what that is. Yeah. I have no idea. I'm going to Google it real quick. And just see what it's like. Rax, you heard of it? Control Remedy? Yeah. Is this a Diablo 3 thing? I don't know. No. It's got to it, be Path of Exile, it, I'm it guessing. Looks, it looks like a scary first third-person shooter game. I have no idea. Oh, it's oh, it's a, a whole new game. Yeah, I don't know. Oh. I don't know. I know nothing about this, so the answer is no for me. Yeah. So. Same answer as Minecraft. Send it to me. Maybe, maybe we'll play it. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, Filthy Casual says, "What would you like to see season twenty theme incorporate? Would you like to see the season twenty theme incorporated into mm-hmm. a legendary gym, if possible? Gym of cube, whatever you want." I gem of cu- hate that. gem of cube of whatever you want well it i don't know how you would put that in though. a gem uh yeah it'd be like but, rolling over you know like what they did with the lod like lod became a yeah, gem because i don't know how you can make a gem do that but how could you not what do you mean a legendary gem you just socket it in your rings and you can put whatever you want in the cube and then it just it reopens your cube up okay and then that's all it does it does nothing else yep or maybe it does something else i don't know well i mean i think we would we would be confronted so i i I could be wrong. Feel free to disagree with me. But I think, uh, uh, big big credit to Blizzard, this is not a diss. I think we're ge- approaching the end of the uh, the new stuff that we're going to get for Diablo 3. We're getting all these new sets. We're getting all these new seasonal buffs. So when we get the new Necro and the DH set, I'm not expecting a whole new s- set of stuff before Diablo Immortal and Diablo 4 comes out. So... With that in mind, assuming everything stays the same, that gem, what, just is is an option for Necros and no other class would take it, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, and season 20 is phenomenal for Necros. Like, it feels good. It feels fun. But in reality, it's really not that many choices. Your choices are, let's throw all the fucking weapons in the queue because they're all badass, you know? It's like, so, you know... Um, I like this season more than last season. Let's, let's get your opinion on that. What do you feel? Which what season do you like more? Me? Yeah. You were well. Last season I was doing GR 150s in three minutes, <laughs> so that was pretty good. Um, is that fun for you though? Is the, you know what I mean? Like, does that make the season fun to just it, smash them in three minutes for three months straight and just you know? I would think it'd be like, God damn, dude. The uh, the the reason why, I, so for me, this season compared to last season, but only the buff, I like last season's better. The reason why is this buff is pretty one-dimensional. It, it helps Necros. Necros, did you, did you guys, anybody see any Necros last season? I sure didn't. <laughs> and uh, there, was, there was a level of planning with last season's buff that could cut your greater if time in half. For example, one thing that was never heard of before, really practically never in previous seasons, was skipping a meteor for a bazooka wizard. You would never do that. You fire a meteor every 32 seconds, and that's what it is. Well, in last season, for example, at 150 kills, you get the geysers, and the geysers kill everything. So what you would do is, let's say you're on a, let's say you open up on some map, a short map, a hell rift. You drop a meteor, you get 80 kills. You go next. You have a festering woods. It's like, oh my god, it's it's Christmas. Well, 
if you, on your 32 seconds after you zone into that festering, if you stomp it together and throw the meteor, you're going to get it 160 kills and you're going to geyser two elites. That's not what you do. You just get straight up skip the meteor. You pull the whole map and then you stomp it together or you probably shouldn't stomp together, drop the meteors, spawn the geysers and the treasure chest, stomp on the geysers, and all of a sudden you just killed six elites. You just got you just got a forty or fifty percent meteor by by purposely delaying. And there there are all these little tricks you could do. Like you could have your crusader at three hundred and ninety stacks go next map. You drop a meteor, you meteor shower five elites at the end of the battlefields, you go next, you drop your stacks, and you pick up the three ninety and you meteor shower again. It was very cerebral. It required a lot of teamwork. Now it's just, oh, cube weapons, and now I kill everything as a death nova necro. Mm. Know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think it depends on the style of play that you do, too. You know, if you're in group, synergizing that on Discord with voice chat, it works well. If you're right. randomly queuing, you know, queuing up with, with randos, no voice chat, just talking, that's never going to happen. You know, so... Exactly. And then it's just you're you're popping the the seasonal buff. Really it was mindless. You didn't even think about it. Like you didn't notice it. You didn't really pay attention to it because you're not getting that level of communication to time and do it. So I think I think I could see the, the variance in casual to pro player, you know. Yeah. It's a huge difference. Yeah. Um what else do we have? Oh, we got one final question this is an important question this is the most important question you're oh, going to have for the next couple months bacon or sausage bacon fuck bacon. idiots all we have in this podcast are just total idiots 100 <laughs> percent. i am batting 100 percent. didn't even have to think about it <laughs> Fluff, I, man, I was waiting for you guys. I didn't know it was to me. Yeah, bacon. Yeah, eat, eat by it by a significant margin. Yeah, see, fluff. Not even, not a single person. Was huh? a sausage. One day we'll get a high IQ person on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's all the questions that we had this week. If you guys want to submit questions again, uh, exclamation point discords or join our discords. Hit us up on Twitters. Um. Rax, man, thanks for coming on. It was fun. Thank dude. you so much for having me, guys. Yeah. Uh, it was it was a pleasure. I had so much fun. Shout out so people can find you. Um, where the, where can they find you? YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, all those places. It's the same stupid name everywhere. <laughs> Rax Xanarax. Where did the name come I, from, by the way? We didn't. Yeah. So, uh, you guys remember AOL Instant Messenger? Sweet. Way back in the day. <laughs> yeah. So my friend told me, "Get AOL Instant Messenger. You can talk to friends." Okay. Download it. Pick a screen name. Don't know what that is. Ryan, taken. Ryan S, taken. Ryan's the man, taken. Okay, so I mashed on the keyboard, and this is what came out. Xanarax 66. And I thought, you want to know what? I might as well be a badass. I'm going to put another six on there. I didn't realize how stupid that was when I was a little kid. So that was my screen name for, like, ten years. When Diablo 2 came out, um, uh, you would typically put a three-letter prefix and then a dash for the clan that you played from. And I grew up in Nebraska, but as an inside joke, we called it Nebraska between me and my friends. Mm. So my name in Diablo 2 was that, and then in World of Warcraft, they didn't allow dashes. And there, that's the. And so my 
The racks is from Nebraska. The rest of it is random nashing, mashing. I have the stupidest name ever. <laughs> it could yeah, be peach out. Too, so I mean, I'm not too fond of mine either. Uh, I, I mean, I go ahead and tell a story. Let's just do story names since we all have a story about how we got it. Uh, mine. I was 13 years old. We had just got internet at our house. And so a buddy came over and we're like, well, let's make some Hotmail accounts. I'm like, all right, cool. So we're sitting down there and we're making Hotmail accounts. And I'm listening to Warren G. Regulators. I don't mm. know if you know the song Warren G. Regulators. But in that song, Warren G. refers to himself as the G child. And I'm like, dope. My last name starts with a P. So I'm like, I'm going to make mine P child. You know, thinking that'd be cool. You know, Warren G. 13 made it and and that's it man it's you know here i am fucking a million years later and i'm still <laughs> rocking it so we both had that very young name yeah you're kind of you're kind of stuck with it and i thought about trying to rebrand it but everything i had is like like my, my playstation my xbox tag i had aol messenger it's the same like everything it's on there skype you know and so so I'm like, I could rebrand when I start. The, so I started the Twitch stuff and then it started to go okay. And I'm like, man, maybe I should rebrand. And I'm like, it's just, it's too fucking late now, man. I'd have to like remake everything. So I'm just stuck with it. Hmm. Bluff? Easy. So I was, you know, a Halo player pro. I, I don't mention this a lot because I'm so humble. Um, and I went by Special K. And during the time uh, early on, Special K became kind of widely known as a, a horse tranquilizer, a.k.a. a date rape drug. Um, and I picked it because K is like the first initial of my last name and was my nickname throughout high school. And uh, so I was like, well, I should probably like go with a new nickname. And so just by chance that weekend, uh, we played at this place called MVGL. And the owner was like, you guys can't play together, like me and my team. He's like, you guys can't play together because you just win and then no one will sign up. I was like, okay, fine. He's like, but you guys can play, but you can like make like other teams with like your friends or whatever. I was like, cool. And so me and my buddies thought of like, in Halo 1, it'd be like, you were killed by blank. So people would always do like memes like you were killed by a log or whatever. And so I was like, well, what would be fun if I was like, if we all did like cutesy names and it's like, you were killed by Fluffy, you were killed by Marshmallow, you know, stuff like that. And so... That weekend I played as Fluffy and like throughout the tournament, like no one knew, like everyone was expecting to see Special K and they just like saw Fluffy and I, throughout the tournament, I just like would hear people rage and be like, who the fuck is Fluffy? And like, why does he keep killing me? And it was like, we were just dying laughing. So just like after that, I was like, yeah, this is my name forever. And then over time, the queen herself um, knighted me and that's where I got the Lord prefix. So (laughs) that's my story. Interesting. Interesting. All right. You can find Rex all the places. Same uh, stupid name. Type in RA and then hit a million X's and yeah. that should come up. <laughs> uh, if you want to see more of me, you can find me everywhere. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, all those places at The P Child. Yeah, yeah. And I'm Lord underscore Fluffy. Double those underscores on the Twitter. And we'll see you guys next week minus a Rex. Thank Peace. you guys. Peace out.